Show your face. You men, you're all the same. Who are you? We are nomads. Wanderers. You'll figure it out sooner or later. But I wonder if you'll handle the truth. You must be one of Dead Cell. Of course not. What a thing to say. Drop your gun! Not a chance. A female soldier. Russian. Must be Olga Gerlukovich. How do you know? Unlike you, I've been briefed. Hi everybody, welcome back to Shadow Moses Cafe. I'm your host, Shane Smith. And I'm Jordan Lee, and we have a special guest today. It's Apache Smash! Woo! Yay! Yo, what's up everyone? You sound so excited. <laughs> just, I'm just <laughs> like this all the time, it's not on purpose. No, it's okay. I'm just, I'm all over the place today because I'm actually really happy to go. I've had, I've had like two cans of soda already, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm finally like normal. This is me normal. Um, but yes, Apache, I'm so happy that you're here joining us today to talk about Olga Gerlukovich and we're, and also I wanted to talk more about like your plans going forward and your future for speedrunning as well, because I think that would be really fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to be here and talk about that. Two of my favorite things in the world. Um, <laughs> Olga's my absolute favorite character in all, in all of Metal Gear. Um, I want to know why. Every criticism people level at Raiden, um, Olga just silently follows those same criticisms, but in the background. But because her story's more intense at the end of the game, um, and the sort of people who make criticisms of Raiden probably never got there or were turned off by that point anyway, um, she never got the same kind of um, respect for following the same the same story, and also didn't get the same hatred because people would like say people who make those criticisms were tuned out but um you know she's put into the game she's um she's gray fox of Melga solid 2 right she's she's the ninja yeah um, ninja it's the only way to describe it a kind of cyborg ninja complete with a sword what people love the ninja in Metal Gear solid and for people who are my age and played Metal Gear Solid when we were like 10. I think, Shane, you're the same. I'm not sure what year you, you were born, Joran, but... Well, I was like six when I watched the first of Metal Gear Solid, and my dad let me like run around a little bit. Yeah, I was probably 11 when I played, yeah. Yeah, so we, we were like kids, right? And we saw this cool ninja with a sword diving around the place, cutting people up. It was... It, it's cool for a kid. I think I think that's fair to say ninjas are cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was rad as hell. I will say he actually gave me a nightmare on the hallway scene, like before you hit Otacon, like everyone's dead. I yeah. used to have nightmares about that. It, it's so nostalgic. Like whenever I see that room, uh, the last <laughs> time I saw it was yesterday. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you took this badass ninja character, and you made the ninja the girl, um, just like they took the badass Solid Snake and made him this effeminate male male guy, which you know pissed people off. Um, but Olga being made the ninja, she's like, she's not, um, like a stereotypical girl. She's not like super feminine. She's also not put there to be anyone's girlfriend or love interest. Um, her, her entire story is just, it's all focused on love as well. It's all focused on like, um, 
it's how she feels about other people. So her relationship with her father, her relationship with her unit, um, and how intense that was. And then what it took to break that was the love for her child. Um, she's just like, she's not a stereotypical female character. And, you know, they, they made her a cool ninja to sum it up as well. Like, <laughs> I, I love her so much. I said this too when um, it was like months ago when uh, Metal Gear Out of Context Twitter page, love that guy by the way, um, he had posted, like this was months ago, he had posted like each character in this big ass thread and it, um, it was like, quote this with your opinions on this character, right? And it got to Olga and I had quote tweeted that and I said, she is the culmination of what it means to be a mother. Like everything about her. As a mother myself, uh, everything about her just screams like this is like the perfect character to like drive home that that uh, story driven essence of like love, unconditional love, like literally dying for what you believe in. And um, I really, really love Olga. Uh, I like how she's portrayed as this like hard boiled, can't give a shit, like nothing phases her person. But Patrick, you're right. Like everything she did was for the love of her unit love her father and ultimately like the love of the future and for her child that like she really never got to see except for what they gave her a picture or something like have you ever met your child no once a month they send me a photo of my child via network i've never even held the child in my own arms i see given your situation nobody can blame you for what you did that's your opinion i I think uh, you know, people l- like to say um, that Hideo Kojima can't write good women characters. The criticism that I've seen leveled at him uh, multiple times. Yeah, I think Olga's one of the best female characters ever written. Um, and she's completely self-contained to... And, and I know, obviously, the story continues in 4, right? But o- Olga's dead. Her entire character is written into Metal Gear Solid 2. And it, yeah. and it remains in the... Um, and you know, I, I, I just, I just think it's one of the best, the best stories ever told. Um, it feels very pure that she like starts and ends it too, even though like you could see it as like, um, avenge, like, like, um, Sunny avenged her mother in four with Fox alive. But when it comes to like her full, like start, start and ending like beginning and ending like into it feels very pure start to finish yes and i i really like just to jump in here i really like how the transition that we see for olga because you know obviously in the very beginning of the game everything's about the unit and it's really interesting that i noticed this on replaying and rewatching. you know the confrontation between olga and snake when he asks her questions about her as an individual notice that she basically answers like as as if she was just part of a collective like when he he says i'm like like who are you and she's just like we're nomads like she's just talking about the unit like they're one and then when you see her two years later because of the child and because the patriots you know have the kid she actually sells out her unit and that's sort of the tragedy of olga is that she she has to go that far for love and all those things you were talking about Uh, and that's really why it's so sad i guess that like in the end, she ends up, you know, dead and never gets to see her kid again and, you know, doesn't even know uh, what's going to happen. And honestly, as I played this game, you know, so many times over the year, I, over the years, I sort of came to the realization that a big part of Olga's arc 
is it's sort of something that that is like the capstone that like really solidifies to use a cringy word there of Raiden's mm-hmm. like transition because he she teaches him something that Raiden does not and maybe could never understand uh, at least at that at the at the point in his life that we're seeing him through most of the game which is a selfless person a person who's not a narcissist who's willing to sacrifice and give everything they have for someone else because at the very end of MGS2 that's what Raiden has to do you know he ha- he has to fight Solidus uh, he has to carry out his mission, even though, as he tells Snake, you know, he doesn't want to. If he could be anywhere else, he'd be there. And Olga, I think, is there to sort of teach him in a roundabout way, somewhat, I guess, like Stillman, you know, uh, that that there are other things in life other than yourself, and you have to care about more than just yourself. And and I totally second everything, you know, Patrick, that you said about Olga's writing. And yeah, I think she's a particularly, you know, well-written character with her own, you know, interior mind, her own interest. And yeah, I mean, none of it goes back to a man, but it definitely does complement Raiden's story. Um, I, I mean, as you even said, it's it, her being the ninja. I mean, it's like he being like, like him becoming snake. Yeah. There's definitely a parallel there. And I also know that uh, at least in that first showdown, that supposedly uh, Kojima wanted there to be sort of aspects to Olga, at least like her design, that would remind the player a little bit at first of Meryl. Yeah, um, this is something I learned through um, watching uh, Out of Heaven Twitch channel. I had no idea, but in the uh, Japanese version of the game, the voice of Meryl and Olga is the same. same. So when when you see her out on the tanker, she has a hat covering her face, and Snake is looking, and you're hearing Meryl's voice. So you you think that's who it's going to be. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm not telling... This is just for the listener. I know know you guys know. Um, (laughs) So when, when he goes out and it's revealed, and it's, you know, you... It's 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 Olga. It's this new character, um, but there is a callback to that as well. I, I don't know if you're aware, but there's a Snake Tales mission where you fight Meryl in the place of Olga. Oh right, oh, yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, Snake Tales. <sighs> that brings back bad memory. Really? <laughs> I think I've said this before. I was like, I don't care how bad the quarantine gets. I am not doing a Foxhound run of Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> like I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Snake tails beat my ass. You know, for me, it was the VR, the weapons training with the grenades and the grenade launcher. Wanted me I ain't doing to those either. Commit myself to an insane asylum. Um, yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't know how much you want to get into the gameplay, but the fucking grenades <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid Two are the most horrendously designed weapons <laughs> of all time. Yes. No, let's I, get into it because yeah. I'm feeling a little bit mad. They're, they're even worse in the trial version. In the demo of Metal Gear Solid Two, when you throw a grenade, it lands like two feet in front of you. Uh, <laughs> no. And, uh, another thing that happened in the trial version is is stun grenades used to make your character flinch as well. But oh, thank God oh, they uh, changed what? that. Yeah, thank God they changed that. I, I was messing around with the trial version recently, and we were. We were getting some stupid photos to post on the Metal Gear Speedrunners social media. Um, like I posted this ridiculous picture which had like Snake in the uniform holding a famous and like uh, so we were messing around for it for that and we were like trying to spot everything that's different and change from the trial version. But yeah, the grenades were somehow even worse. That's <laughs> actually <laughs> kind of comical <laughs> it's really funny that's great yeah i just the gameplay i love metal gear solid 2 i could talk about the story all all day please don't ask me to play it i am so ass at this game <laughs> like i'm really actually i don't know if, i'm sure you guys saw gog recently fixed the port for uh controller mapping oh, on their, okay. their port on uh metal gear solid 2 and so i play with the uh 
um, Microsoft Xbox controller, which I think is the best controller ever made. Don't at me. I'm mm. the same. Um, I agree. Really? I love the X. I love it. Damn, love I it. Totally I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out. Yeah, Fun. like it's just the basic ass like wireless Xbox controller. Yeah. And um, you know, I just it it works perfect with Windows computers. Anyway, yeah. they they recently GOG recently put out a patch for like the controller mapping on Metal Gear Solid 2 and 1 and Metal Gear. And so like previously it was ass like yeah. you could, it was unplayable yeah. you could not do i think like the start button was first person view mode yeah well, there were there were mods but i mean you obviously had to go out of your way to install them and even then yeah. uh, a lot of guess and check is what my experience with it but i recently started up again and they fixed everything is is a breeze to play through now and i'm still on tanker like i mm. <laughs> i'm not i'm not happy well, man, it's uh, it's definitely difficult. But you know, one time I did hear Kojima refer to the series as a like technicians game, <laughs> and I kind of think that's the perfect description for it. You know, like it does just feel the, like that. the controls are just so. Uh, I mean, nowadays maybe it, it probably feels clunky. I know it does compared to modern games, but I mean, uh, I guess the idea at the time was that it was like I don't borderline sim game stuff. You know, like they wanted it to be. I- all these different components to it that you'd have to do at once and keep in mind. But yeah, I mean, it can be such a pain in the ass to play. I think of that one picture, that one, uh, it like went viral a couple weeks ago of that dude that's like standing in front of like this, um, this control panel with his hands on his hips and his like feet spread apart, like looking at it in confusion. That's like me playing Metal Gear Solid 2. It feels like the way everything was designed was to, it just, everything feels weighty. Um, If you like compare it to a normal third person shooter, you just like run through levels, you gun down hundreds of people, like everything feels really flat or like, I I guess thin. Everything feels really thin. But if you think about Metal Gear Solid 2, even something like opening um, the locker door to get the bomb behind it in in strut b yeah it it, it's just everything's much heavier and 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 has more meaning yeah Yeah. it's just very weighty is the the best way i can describe it yeah um but i I, I know exactly what you're feeling like because like it's like the the subtle way the characters move and like the animations are so well done it actually feels like you know you're actually watching something other than just like playing it feels like a but doesn't feel like a float game no where it's like you know yeah. a lot of fps is just like breeze like you said they breeze through levels um doom is like what i, I would think of because i love doom yeah. to death I, you'll never hear me talk shit about doom but like doom guy be fucking zooming through those le- like levels like he's just running where it's like it feels like every single step you take in metal gear solid 2 and in 3 sometimes where it's like um, the character doesn't just like move forward. He like bounces as he moves. I don't know what the fuck I'm going at with this, but like it just feels like he has weight to it. He feels like he weighs two hundred something pounds. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of this is the sim or the uh, the adventure game roots of Kojima in a weird ass way. I mean, uh, just the the in depth, you know, like controls to. I don't know if you guys ever got a chance to play Snatcher or Police Knots. Uh, but, I'm still playing Snatcher. But some of the, I, I think a lot of the stuff in too that is like the whole conceit of realism and you know uh, even down to like the lighting and everything, feeling like you're really there. I think like that idea actually goes back to Police Knots, which uh, initially Kojima wanted to actually call as a genre virtual reality, but then he found out that that was a copywritten <laughs> term in America. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Ironically, because even though the game didn't come out in those states, they they changed it to interactive cinema, 
And that's what it says at the bottom. It was like a Konami tradition at the time. If you look at those old PlayStation games, the Japanese box art, like at the bottom, they have a little descriptor of what the genre is. And uh, uh, yeah, it says interactive fiction or, or sorry, interactive cinema. And I think that conceit is completely just they, they, they took that and uh, just that's like the, the basis for MGS2 in a lot of weird ways. But of course, it's an action. It's amazing. Game. Yeah. It's amazing how on the nose he is sometimes where like he just comes up with virtual reality. Oops, it's already copyrighted all the way over here. <laughs> right. But you and know, even in today's standards where should I bring it up? I kind of want to. I've been dying to talk about it. Pineapple Express going on right now. Huh? You don't know about Pineapple Express? No. Nah. The the movie where they all get stoned. I know that movie, nope. yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, a couple days ago, uh this is this is current events, and I want to give my uh, full sympathies to uh, people in Afghanistan who are trying to escape and get out and find asylum. However, um, this literally came out like a couple days ago. Uh, a ragtag bunch, literal mercenaries from America, are going to Afghanistan in droves to help out. Mm-hmm. Like actual like PMC mercs are going to uh, Amer- uh, Afghanistan right now. It's called uh, Operation Pineapple Express or something. I see. Well, I mean, and, they've been there, like, for, like hardcore, but well, I guess you're talking so, about like, new More ones. people yeah. are, like, <laughs> actively leaving America to go to Afghanistan right now mm. to get this, to, like, um, help people escape. Everything with Olga was so intentional. Like, like one of her first lines of dialogue which everyone quotes all the time i've been with the unit since i was born i grew up on the battlefield conflict and victory were my parents she literally brings the parental narrative into it straight away but it's in a way that says like she doesn't have parents she only has the unit but then when Mm -hmm. she becomes a parent the unit is the unit's like who cares about the unit anymore i've got a kid right so so i think that was very intentional um what you know patrick what you just made me actually realize is like that arc, that journey that she goes on, well, she winds up in her dad's shoes at the start yep. of the game because he wants her to leave the unit to go to, to you know, America with her grandchild or, or sorry, his grandchild, rather, and, you know, st- start a new life. And so, yeah, I guess like that's why they have that argument in the beginning is that she doesn't want to leave the unit, but it's something that she that that she can't understand until she's a parent herself. Wow. I'd- and maybe yeah, I was just about to say maybe this is like me getting being all parent stupid hitting in, but like yeah, she's pregnant and like a lot of women like the second they're pregnant, they're like I must protect this baby at no like for at all costs blah blah blah. But like for some people it shit that shit doesn't hit until the baby happens, right? Like until yeah. that baby is born. Some people will literally live their lives as they have and only think for themselves until that baby is quite literally like in their hands real. And um, her actions made me realize where it's like, you know, I'm not leaving. She waves the helicopter away. I'm not getting off this damn boat. I'm finishing the mission. I literally have grown up with this unit that you bore me into. Like she it's like you said, like she she refers to herself in the third person of the unit where even her own father is part of this hive mind. And it's not until she gives birth to Sunny um, that she then starts to fully mourn her father uh, as her father, not just her, like, her leader of yeah. this unit. It's like her father. My father's dead. It's like, you subtly you notice that she's starting to think more of, like... Family. Like, the family. And um, it's it's very... It's a lot. I mean, it's true. And it, it also, you know, it made me realize as we're talking about this that the transition that she also goes through, be, you know, 
because she has to become the new leader, first of all. But, you know, second of all, like the whole I guess I guess Kralukovic's private army, like they they are still nationalists by plant. I guess they yeah. still do want some sort of like return of Russia. The whole point of the, well, I wouldn't say the whole point, but the major driving force of Grilukovich's, uh private army was to get a hold of Metal Gear to restore Russia. Russia's. Yeah. Uh, to restore Russia, yeah. And I noticed the other day, they, the first time, if you look on those, if you look on those kasatkas on, on the, uh, the tail of them, that they actually have the Russian flag. Yeah. Like, they're extremely yeah. patriotic. Like, yeah. Very, very nationalist, yes. Yeah. Like they wanted Rex. They gave the hind in exchange, like, oh, we're going to get Rex, but we want that nuke shot off first so we know that it's capable. Well, then, of course, Rex gets fucking kaputted, so got to move on from that. But then little birdie told him mm-hmm. that Re- uh, Ray's going to happen. Right. So they went to the dummy oil tanker to get Ray. And it's all and part that, of the Patriots. That, and what's interesting. Same guy shows up. Just happens to be there. Hey, hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, I mean, he just can't catch a break. This poor Glukovich guy. Can you imagine like giving up all this money? It's like, yeah, sure, buddy, have a hind D. And like this British bitch tells, sorry, Patrick, this British bitch tells you over the radio, it's like, thanks a lot, wanker, click, and then he dies. And you never get Rex. It blows up, and then it's like, and then like the guy who fucking swindled you comes back. Hey, I'm missing a hand, but I heard that this oil tank is gonna have Ray. Oh, let's go get it. Yeah, we totally restore. Oh, by the way, just kidding. Bang, kills him. <laughs> but it sucks to be your look of it. It sucks to be you, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's also such a trip is like in the course of my my research, I actually found out that nationalism, like as an idea, somewhat uh, originated with the American Revolution. So, like, uh, they're yeah, already pounds. little sons of liberty themselves, like, without even realizing it. Like, Gerlukovich's <laughs> army, what they want in a weird way is <laughs> it's it's another American revolution. So, yeah. The wheel spins. Time is a circle. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, but it's, yeah. <laughs> do you imagine uh, Sergei Gerlukovich to be a shit dad? Like, a shitty parent? Because <laughs> yes, he do, put do, his do, daughter in a do, freaking yeah, like, mercenary. Do, do you ever see this thing that happens where... The parents are like horrible to the kids and then as soon as they have grandkids they're like super nice to them like yes. he was already on course for that like he was like you know he's treated Olga like shit her whole life she's fucking in the unit she's like hive minded in with with all, all these people and then as soon as she yeah, gets pregnant like, he's like no go home get to safety you, you need to look after the baby like now that, <laughs> yeah everyone brings up like oh who's Olga's like who's Sonny's father no one knows and no one cares and that also like brings into the point of like Sergey didn't give a shit. Like she was just like it could it could have been anybody, and like he didn't care about the father. Like it wasn't a family thing. Like it's just her. But yeah, you're right. It's the second she got pregnant. It's kind of like in a in a weird sort of way the way um, Liquid kind of like went about it in one where it's like uh, family doesn't mate with each other, but they help each other to survive. Yeah, <clears throat> um... it's called the selfish gene theory. It's sort of fake, but you know what I mean. Like you know. You know, it's like the second he already has the daughter, but as he realizes like, oh, our lineage is going on. You need to get the fuck off the boat and get yourself a house in Brooklyn yeah. and call yeah. me back when that baby is 10. New York's right there again and get an apartment. Like, right. Yeah. And get them babies some shots. Go, yeah. Go work at Starbucks or something. Yeah, I can't yeah, see Olga like, yeah, trying to. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not giving you money. Just go get an apartment. 
but that sort of speaks to the theme of america of it being this thing of uh un like uh, unknown potential and and in a weird way i think like how vague they are about olga's you know child is sort of speaks to that because it's this beautiful message in my view of like the future being unwritten and something that we we have to go and find and live ourselves and so it's like we never really know i know that in four they they clearly convey, okay, her, her child was a daughter and the daughter's name is Sonny and all this other stuff. But, but if you go back to MGS2 and just look at it, you know, by itself, I mean, you're told nothing about the child, you know, nothing. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of similar in a weird way. Uh, I guess it's the connection, like all this stuff, it just connects back, uh, to, to Raiden and Rose and their decision at the end to try to make a go of it. And, uh, embrace that future and that kind of a thing. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's very interesting what they're doing there. Cause I think it's, it's very easy to see the series as being very critical of America and it is, and it, and it probably should be, but I and think it that, should be. yes, I mean, because, I mean, let's not kid ourselves, like, especially at the time when MGS2 came out and maybe even today, like America is probably the most, uh, dominant force on, on this, you know, world stage, uh, but yeah, I think that you have to complicate that somewhat. And uh, I think with characters like uh, Olga, to some extent, I suppose that th- they can sort of do that because you know when you think about compare her loyalty in her unit to how she treats uh, a dead cell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no You're loyalty the best there. Band of freaks outside a foxhound. Ocelot said that, but I love that line. It is great. He's got some really good lines. I know we're not talking about Ocelot, but it, a foul wind is blowing. We always send it off to another character. <laughs> yes, yes, a tangential, but but yeah, I mean they have no loyalty, and I think that 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 too is America. That too is mm. okay. Well, I'm a slaveholder. Okay, I don't believe in slaves. Let's come together to fight Britain. But, you know, uh, we, sec- we secretly hate each other and we're probably going to split after this. Uh... Yeah, I actually had like a brainwave as we were talking about um, the the theme of MGS2, which there are many themes. Yeah. Uh, but the one I like the most is family, which there's a shit ton of family homages and just like themes in, in MGS2, like where, you know, father and son with Jack and Solidus and, of course, Olga and Sonny. And that cover they were going like, to use, or did use? I'm sure you guys. Yeah, are. with Gact. Yeah, I I think that's an amazing cover. I think Olga is uh, more of a parental figure to Raiden as well. She's yes. she's like yep. guiding him and teaching him um, throughout the game, and it's in a way the kind of guidance that she, you know she'll never get to give to her child. Um, uh. she, she becomes a mother in a way through Raiden. Um, you know. It doesn't help that Raiden kind of looks like she he could be her son with like yeah. the blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, for it does sure. Does not help. For sure, we're not we're not saying that's true. By the way, like don't. <laughs> yeah, it's don't no, get us. no way is that true. <laughs> yeah, but don't get us. I, I think Olga's the projection character. is extremely plausible. Like, d- put yourself. Imagine you're uh, you just gave birth. Two men right here. Just just imagine. It. <laughs> yeah, sure. Imagine it all the okay. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, but for real, imagine you just like helped birth a child and that child was taken away from you and you were just told by proxy yes your kid's still alive keep it going or we'll kill her and this this blonde bitch shows up that looks like that could be your son that shows up like you're strung out you're betraying your own unit that you've known for so long just just for your kid and he's locked up and it's it's finally the choke point you're in arsenal and like this it's now or never like it feels like I think about that point where it's like, you know, she's talking about her child to write in 
and um, you can just hear the hurt in her voice, and like she she would do anything for for Sunny. It's true. I'm gonna use Sunny because like I, she doesn't have a name for That's her fine. baby, obviously. But like I'm just gonna use Sunny. But uh, you know she's hurting for Sunny, and and it's just like you know, and of course as Mister X uh, leading him along and texting him on that cute little phone. <laughs> You know, it does, like, now that you think about it, that's how moms text, though. Yeah. Yeah, here's your, here's your phone. It's only for emergency calls. It's only for speaking <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah, I see it. It's like one of those cricket wireless, like, phones with three buttons on it. Mom, dad, home. <laughs> you, you brought but, that, um, that scene where, uh, you know, Ryan's chained up. Uh, in the torture room, oh. and she goes to him and talks to him, and I, I think that's one of the emo- most emo- emotionally charged scenes in the whole game because you get yes. the whole codec with um, Rose, and th- th- that that that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole game. Yes, um, but you also get Olga explaining why she's doing everything, and mm-hmm. and then she punches Raiden. She like hits him in the stomach, right? Why mm-hmm. does she do that? Yeah, because there's a camera watching. So, so it's so to yeah, yeah, maintain the cover of. Uh, I, I'm I'm talking to him, but I'm 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 messing with him. I'm still on the side of dead cell. I think is the idea. Is is there is there a, like a line to say that or because I, I I always felt like it was just emotionally charged and like she is mm. she she is doing so much and putting she, she's essentially in that scene being being a mother to Raiden and is disgusted by it as well because that that's nothing to do with her you know Raiden is just just the person and i guess a, a tool uh, in that situation that she's being forced to interact with well she also she also realizes that Raiden is like the kill switch for sunny until <laughs> they get the nanomachines disabled in sunny right um like if Raiden dies that's it like by any means like she doesn't have to like it she for sure does not like it but I, like yeah. she has to keep Raiden going but in order to keep up appearances because she was on camera they did nano communication and then she's like all right, I'm going to give you one four and then just fucking take it, please. But I do think Patrick has a point that, I mean, it could be a little bit of both in a weird way because it's maybe she has to do it for the camera, but the emotional uh, thrust of the punch is not coming from nowhere, you know, because they, the, the whole scene is very emotionally charged. And when you guys were talking about it and, and the relationship between Olga and Raiden and how you have to do all this stuff to save Olga's kid, it hit me like that is the selfish gene. That is the whole concept. And, and, and really, when it, it, it uh, materialized for me, uh, Shane, when you were pointing out, you know, uh, indirectly that like, well, as, as men, you know, Patrick and I, we're not going to be able to know exactly w- what it's like to give birth. But we would still, in a situation like Raiden, try to help someone uh, whose you know, yeah. kid was in danger. And that's sort of, for my probably flawed understanding, I've read The Selfless Sheen several times, but I'm not a biologist, so you know, I'm probably not getting the right stuff out of it. And I also know it was written in the 70s, so a lot, of, a lot has changed since then. But, I mean, I think that's the general <laughs> idea, is that, like, you know, uh, Raiden doesn't have any DNA in Sonny, but he still has a, a, a natural, like, uh, instinct to try to, to, to help because that's sort of how evolution works, you know, as a species and so forth. And this is actually why, uh, uh, sort of a weird uh, side note, but I found out that uh, the selfish gene actually helped explain, or at least it's one theory to explain, uh, like homosexual relationships in nature, which are, there are many, uh, because you don't have to actually reproduce to be part of the gene pool or take care of the gene pool. Um, and, mm-hmm. and scientists in general were looking too close 
at the individual organism rather than like how everything works together as a collective and stuff. And so, so it's also ex- explains stuff uh, with honeybees and stuff about uh, uh, like they have certain traits that they've evolved that are actually harmful to the individual, but they're necessary for the hive and stuff like that. So that's the, that's the selfish gene in a nutshell. And yeah, I think that in a weird way, you know, when you think about it, like the whole uh, S3 plan and the whole like experiment that they're doing on Raiden, it just, t- to my eye, I don't know if you guys would agree, but it just really seems like it's part of seeing if they can uh, basically get him to to wake up to that side of himself to realize that other people, and it sounds so weird to say this because it's like the Patriots aren't doing it for anyone's benefit per se. I think that they're just like they say, like testing to see if it's the kind of thing that with their new protocol they could pull off, you know, genuinely changing yeah, it was someone's will. a full breeding ground at their expense. I mean, well, yeah, and they set it up in such a crazy way. Like, it's literally like, okay, you you have to defeat Solidus or else he's going to kill you. And then this weird thing that we've set up will automatically terminate uh, uh, Sonny's life. Like, that's such a weird. Oh, oh, and this just reminded me also, I don't know, you guys probably already know this. But did you know that in the uh, Japanese version, supposedly, you know, when you die as Raiden and you hear Rose, like, uh, suddenly uh like gasp yeah mm-hmm. apparent yeah, yeah. and maybe you've heard this but apparently uh in the japanese version the implication is that she's dying like that you're you're wired to her like they tell you like because don't they say you're also wired to yeah. rose yeah i i thought it I, I remember reading it i think it was bad humans or someone like that yes. posted yes. the actual lines from the from the script i did i, I in my mind, it was it was something that was cut, um, but it was originally going to be you'd hear a fucking die on the game over screen. Yeah, you do hear a gas. The only thing but... I can think of remember that was like at the end when the AI, of course, it's all AI, but you know the cr- crazy colonel goes like, "We have Rosemary," blah blah blah. Yeah, and then like if that would give the implication that like you're also connected to her, but. I, I feel like that doesn't happen in the English version. So if it is in the game, it's only in it's only in the Japanese version. But I've played Her, that too, and uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. But how dark is that? It's like it is. So it is. This game is a lot, <laughs> and everybody just wants to talk about like the naked, bright, and somersaulting part. <laughs> Well, it is a great part, admittedly, but it is an amazing uh, part. But I think her gasp in the English one way—it doesn't sound like she's dying at all. It sounds like she's just really upset that Raiden died, you know. So I don't think, yeah, maybe. It, so it's lost in context, like yes, for a lot of because I wouldn't have ever caught that. But they do. That she was dying. They do tell you uh, right before you fight Solidus. Am, am I mistaken that you're also wired to Rose, and that if you die? She dies too, or am I just mixing up in my head, Rose and? I've never heard that. Okay, I, do, I, I don't recall it. I don't recall. It. I'm not saying no, wrong, okay. but I just don't recall it. Yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, I was also well. I was also thinking that like the connection between Raiden and Sunny, because of their connection through the nano machines, that maybe they had like a a family aspect there. Because I always think back to that one extremely hard hitting. Um, also, I want to apologize for my tweet I made yesterday where I said, why are you as a man playing Metal Gear Solid 4? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, ret- I, I retweeted that shit straight away. It, right? <laughs> it banged. <laughs> and I was like, you guys weren't supposed to see this. <laughs> and uh, Because, you know, that game was definitely made for the female gaze. It's not. It's for everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but the scene in Metal Gear Solid 4 that I love a lot was, it actually made me cry first time I saw it, was um, Raiden's on the, the bed 
uh, getting ready for dialysis. He's not on dialysis yet. He's just dying of autotoxemia. And, uh, and you know, Snake just got done consoling Otacon, gets up, walks over to Raiden, and Sunny just bolts over there and has her arms open because she's trying to protect Raiden because she knows damn well what Snake's about to ask him to do. Like, go to Shadow Moses with me so we can end this shit. Yeah. And he is not ready. And Sonny is just, like, silently, arms, hands out. Like, imagine, like, you've got this six-foot-tall super soldier dude. Like, it, it, he's just called Snake. He's not Uncle Snake. It's just Snake. Like, he's very, like, we could say, we could, and I, I've said it as well, like, we could talk up and down to the moon and back, like, how sweet the Jupiter family is. And it is. It's amazing that they went nine years, you know, raising Sonny and living together on the Nomad and stuff. But, like, when you look at it literally, and you absolutely have to, when you look at it literally, Snake carried himself with Sonny extremely seriously. He was only called Snake. He had to make sure that she understand that he had to leave and he might not come back. So he kept himself kind of at arm's length with Sonny. And uh, yeah, they, they're a little jovial and she cooks for him and, and like they talk and there was that one sweet scene where like he pats her on the shoulder and stuff. But like you can just tell he keeps her at arm's length because Snake still, even at his old age and he's dying soon, he's not used to like having people close to him, especially children. And you can you can just tell. And so... Is it not like a complete act of selflessness that he did that in the first place, though, because he knows his life and his career and how that would affect a child that he yeah. tried? I did not. I definitely did not say it meant to be like malicious. I know you. I know you. I know you're like catching on what I'm saying. Like it's not malicious. He did that because he did, never wanted to hurt Sonny. He didn't want to get That's... so close to Sonny that like. And even at the end, he's like, "Where's Snake?" And then Otacon's like, "Well, Snake had to go." He had a hard life, and then Sonny didn't even think twice. He's like, well, wherever he is, I hope he's happy. Like, because he kept that distance to where it's like Sonny didn't, wouldn't immediately catch on. Like, Snake had to go to Arlington <laughs> to end it, and um, he did that to spare her. And so with Raiden, um, I felt like there was a connection between them because of um, the connection through their nanomachines that were disabled later, but because of that connection and, like, how he saved her and everything. There's also that aspect. He did save her from like the Patriot out compound that she was being. Uh, Also, did you know that she was like tested on? Mm -mm. Sunny? No. It was like, I swear to God, I saw it somewhere where it's like, uh, was it bad humans that posted too? I swear to God, there was like something where it's like, no, yeah, it was either bad humans. It was like a line. It was in revengeance. So take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) Now that I'm remembering it. Maybe I should just redact this, but I saw in Revengeance that, like, she was, like, tested on, and that's why she's so fucking smart. Mmm. Okay, okay. But this was Revengeance, so moving on. Right. Um, I think when you when you imagine, like, the Patriots compound where they're holding a child, you just assume testing. Like, you just assume they're fucking with her. It's the Patriots. <laughs> like, yes. they're up yeah. to no good. So, I'm also getting tired, sick and tired. Like, every single fucking game, it's like... We went to a hospital, but it's, it was a Patriot hospital ran by the Patriots. <laughs> they did that in three. They did that in two. They did that in four. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's, it's absolutely terrifying. I mean, the mixture of medicine and what they're doing. I mean, it's, oh, God, it's Orwellian. They did it four when he's, like, super old. Poor Snake. And Naomi's like, when you went to the hospital, did they give you a shot? <laughs> he's just smoking a cigarette. He's like, don't they always? Bitch, you went to a Patriot hospital. He <laughs> 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 didn't realize. Stupid. <laughs> but yes, um, I wanted to 
getting off of that, sorry. No, you're um, fine. That non-gene connection between Sonny and Raiden because of the nanomachine connection. And, uh, of course, Sonny is a, like, super smart kid. Uh, whether she was tested or not, right. whether that's real or not, I don't know. But, um, you know, Sonny spends, like, all of her time on the internet looking for, like, any scrap of evidence of her mother, of her past... Of just like you know, she's she's trying to look for herself in there. She's completely in the net. See, she's never been outside. She's never even been born yet. Blah blah. All these lines. I love that theme. I absolutely love that theme. I think that's you know Kojima looking at the younger generations and seeing already as early as 2008 that the impact of the Internet 2.0 and all this stuff always online. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, that's sort of the read I get from it anyway. Is that it's just talking about. Uh, new 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 challenges in in the new era but you know let's i guess let's just try to connect, go back to olga because i feel like we could well, sunny I, was trying, full, I was trying to get there yeah i could I was feel that it was, actually yeah. a, it was actually complete opposite of olga who's like been around the world yeah and has seen so much and should have like all this information on her but she's like a complete ghost yes oh you just reminded me something i wanted to cycle back to actually that uh that patrick like the first thing you said when we started you know about her as a woman character it, it reminded me uh, did you guys ever see in the original the grand uh design document or what have you that like one of the themes that he wanted to explore more at least in the beginning uh was I don't know. Uh, it, it just basically says in all caps, like uh, in the 21st century, uh, w- women will be the ones to protect men. I didn't know that. That's that's a big running theme with Kojima. Yeah, and it's like, it makes the, sense. Men becoming men becoming almost like this. Um, I don't want to say anything uncouth here, but <laughs> but yeah, a lot of his themes are like men becoming more less manly. Yeah, I guess is like the best way to say it. Like they can look manly, all like oh my god, like all these snakes are bears, but like you know what I mean. Like they're extremely emotional beings. Yeah, I mean the definition for manly, I think, is shifting and 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 has shifted, and I think that's that's sort of the 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 point, I guess, is that these things are relative. You know, there's no like male essence or female essence that but he's that's like breaking gender norms exactly yes time with a lot of the shit he wants to do i think so and i think olga it's def it's really true that olga is a really big part of that you know because yeah i mean uh when's the last time you played a playstation 2 game where the girl lifted her arms and she got armpit hair see i loved that i thought that was a really cool detail and uh oh god but it brings back like ptsd when i saw that i was like what the hell is this game about to be <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, I just remember trying to play that shit on Extreme and just having to watch that over and over again the first time because I was just getting my ass handed to me. That's that's tough fight. You're one you're one hit kill, so it's a, it's a tough, tough tough fight. Never ever. I don't care how bad it gets. You can put a gun to my head. You can put a gun to my head. Foxhound Metal Gear Solid Two. I'll just blow my head off. I'm not doing <laughs> can, it, I, but... can I well actually you? I never get to uh, yeah, well actually yeah. you. You <laughs> sure? Uh, the the highest ranks, big boss. It's not. It's not Fox Sound. That's right. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yes. This <laughs> goes to show, like, yes. Did you get one on me? Yes. I'm about to fucking, shit on the British I'm, right now. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna. Wait. I'm gonna tweet this out. Wait. Wait. Fuck you. Don't do it. I, if you tweet it out, I'm gonna shit on the British so fucking you're, hard. Yo, Joe, clip that. 
No, you can take, you can take that out. You, you, that's cool. That's cool. I'm going to shit on the British so fucking good. Okay, sorry. It's Big Boss, not Foxhound. She goes to show like how much I play ex- European Extreme Metal Gear Solid 2, which I don't, by yeah, the me way. Me either. That shit's hard. <laughs> not doing it. 20 rays? No thanks. <laughs> My greatest achievement is Foxhounding Metal Gear Solid 3, and that's the last time I, it's the first and last time I ever did it. Did that yesterday. No, I'm just, I'm, joking, I'm, joking. I'm not, I'm not even like this, right? I'm not even like this. It's just, it's just Shane. You bring it out of me. <laughs> just saying shit. That's like he's like, oh, another one for the bag. <laughs> uh, what, what I really wanted to say is, do you think the uh, inclusion of Olga's, do you know, the other half of 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 Sonny's parents, in any way you include that, it would make the story worse. Like it, it was just, it was so unnecessary, right? And like. It's yeah, it wasn't needed. I, I th- Not to say men aren't needed. I just think in the story and like I'm gonna say something pretty unpopular and but it's also true where it's like women give birth all the time and sometimes it's by men that they don't want in the picture. Sometimes it's by men that it was a one night thing. Sometimes it's like we gotta think mm-hmm. about this where they're in this um this hive mind unit. Uh, mercenary unit where like everybody mingles it feels like everybody knows everybody everyone's like it doesn't feel like it's fraternization is not a big deal seems like in Gerlukovich's no. um mercenary group uh she could uh, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here ever 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 Olga can sleep with as many people as she wants I'm not gonna give a fucking shit but who are we to know that Olga wasn't just like you know Hey, I got I I need it tonight, and you're the one I walked into, and here comes Sunny. Like that could it could have happened that way, and I wouldn't have given a shit. And because like the father is not in the picture, I don't have to care. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of a I, I guess irrelevant. It's and I think that that's the the point is that uh, it, you know it's a new life. It's a it's a ground zero. You know, and it's, um, and so the less I guess we know about. Sonny's origins or anything like that. I, I guess uh, it don't matter because she got all her mama's genes anyway. So <laughs> right, and I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's she's going to be her own person. So she's not going to be Olga yeah. either. You know, she's going to be her own person. And Olga is is obviously the one who's going to uh, you know give birth to her. But um, past that point, it's unwritten. And I think that's the beauty of that uh, that 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 whole dynamic there with with uh, and, and the same with Rose's baby. I guess is that. Uh-huh. Um, Little you know, yeah, which is a snatcher know, reference, of course. So cute, yeah. these kids. He I, really is. I've never yeah. played snatcher or police knots. Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> put that in. Put that in. Put that in. It's okay. It's No, I'm joking. I don't mind. I don't mind. It's, uh, it's true. I, I haven't played them. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, they're they're pretty old, and it's it's a very different genre. Um, so I mean, yeah. Well, it's like I say to everybody, it's like YouTube's free. I love, I love, I hate when people are like, "Oh, you just watched a long play." Fuck yeah, I watched a long play. Well, I'm playing through Snatcher right now because Jordan helped me graciously to get it on my computer. But <laughs> it's but there no are full deal. playthroughs of Snatcher, like in every ending that you can imagine on YouTube. Highly recommend giving it a good old watch. Yeah, I, I, and you time. I think it's good. Yeah, it's good for that. But I, I do think games. You know, I, I I'm the person who believes games should be played just because they they feel mm. so different to me. But yeah, I I always say like I'm 
I'm very much of the mindset that like you can experience and enjoy a game however you like. I mean, some people don't play them; they just they just buy and sell them. Um, some people watch you know hours and hours and hours of other people playing computer games and they enjoy them that way. People like you know to watch Duran stuff and enjoy the game through you know another person's opinion and, and a good a yeah. good virtual essay yeah yeah and pe- people enjoy video <laughs> games in all kinds of ways not just playing them um i always say when 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 i do like a, a marathon run of melga solid i'm like oh if you've never played it if you've never completed uh Metal Gear solid on the hardest difficulty um after you've watched my marathon run you will have so you can share that <laughs> with me yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm from the mindset i grew up poor so like if i had youtube back in the day i feel like I wouldn't have been so cynical about games because like a lot of games came and went that I couldn't get. Um, yeah. And being able to see like within hours of new games coming out, like full playthrough, you know, <laughs> all cutscenes, every ending yes. on YouTube, 4k, 8k resolution. Like it, that would have been a dream come true for me growing up. Um, so for, and people are still poor. Like there are games coming out. People still, people who have money can't even get the PS5 these days. Like, and I had to buy from a fucking scalper. I'll admit it. I'll admit it uh, on the podcast. I had to buy from uh, a scalper to get my PS5. And uh, all, all to prove abandoned conspiracy theorists wrong. <laughs> I did it. I did uh, it. I took one for the team. And well, you'll so have it for Death Stranding. I will know. have it for Death Stranding, yes. That's a, and for the, the Dead Space remake. Right. As a, a Metal Gear fan, uh, obviously I had to get an Xbox Series S because it's the only way to oh, play yeah. the the hd collection for some uh, reason it's not on the uh, ps5 but it is on the xbox it is on ps now oh weird yeah. ps now i didn't like it too much oh man it, i i tried to get ps now and then it basically just uh forced me to go buy another ps3 <laughs> because <laughs> i was like this is garbage but yeah no i mean i i had a some uh i don't know how similar but a roughly a similar experience growing up where there definitely were games i missed out on and yeah i mean youtube when we talk about it, it makes me realize, too, like, it doesn't really take away from you the experience of playing it yourself. If someday, you know, you get a chance to play it, then great. It's it's going to feel different than, than when you watched it. But, I mean, for people who really want to, you know, experience it right away, I think it's a great way to do it. Yeah, and... Uh, I have noticed that there are a lot of uh, there are a lot more people in the Metal Gear fandom uh, because of their ability to watch it, and that they don't have to, you know, especially for something like four, you got to track down a PS3, you got to track down a copy, and then you know, uh, or some or of these older PS games, now. or get PS Now, true, true, you know, it's, it's ass, but it's but you I'm, can do it. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it's better than having to go spend you know a hundred bucks or whatever on a PS3. So right I'm glad now. that people can experience these games whatever way they want. Yeah, I mean that's and in a weird way, like that's sort of the whole point of games, you know, is that there's not one way uh, to go about it. So I will say, sort of, like, um, you are right on the one aspect of like playing games is completely different because I did watch before you got me set up on Snatcher. I did mm-hmm. watch a whole bunch of uh, long plays of it just to like yeah. you know get my Kojima in. Like, right, right. This was like way back in the day when I was just like getting like way more into Metal Gear and I wanted to watch all of his other games. But then when you got mm-hmm. me into getting the game actually and that first hit of Pleasure of Tension OST yeah. hit. <laughs> that writhed on my arm i did not get watching the game was like the best shit ever when like when you hit that right hint and then the music starts playing i fucking Mm -hmm. screamed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's It's so good 
yes, it's. I am a huge, huge fan of those games. I mean, again, they're uh, they have their flaws and they are very, very old. But it's just t- to see you know Kojima as a young buck, sort of learning uh, what he wants to do with this medium. He said, "Young buck." I did, and I'm going <laughs> to stick to that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, cycling back to Olga, she just she has so many great scenes where she's just fucking with Raiden. I love that. I really like like whenever he's like, "Are you are you a member of Dead Cell?" and she's like, "What? What a horrible what a thing, thing to say!" To say. <laughs> and then she just fucking does a great ass flip Jumps. off the shit. And I read in the script, you know, because if you go through uh, the document of MGS2, like they they have the whole thing scripted out, and it actually pointed out that the technique she uses to jump is some sort of uh, Arabian technique Arabian that like style jump or something yes and it, it's i guess the implication is that it's there's some sort of connection to the uh afghan soviet war uh did they not say had, in the comic that she was there fighting with the mujahideen uh, fighting against them i'm yeah, fighting assume. against them sorry yeah no you're good you're good um I, I actually didn't read the comic you're talking about the like the uh, Metal Gear Solid official comic something like that. Mm. Yeah, I really wanted to. I also wanted to read the the one for one because isn't are you talking about the one that's done by Ashley Wood, the artist yes, for yes, yes. Peace Walk? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Ashley Wood, oh my god, I'm not getting into that because he's an amazing person. Yeah, his art is so good. The the choreography is always bang on in these games, but um, Raiden's uh, role is always called a cartwheel, but it's um, actually called an aerial, and it's a real gymnastics move and if you oh. if you see them if you see like gymnastics do it it's like one-to-one perfect with exactly how Raiden performs it how he like kicks his leg mm. up and stuff well um, they do do like motion capture right so they probably did get somebody to come in and do it i also read that they based a lot of it on medical textbooks in terms of looking how muscles move because a, a lot of the games at least we're talking about like uh the more detailed animations had to be done by hand yeah, but I, they could still mocap someone doing it, and then you know use that as a reference. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I really like uh, the element to MGS two also, where um, it's sort of like uh, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the film Burn After Reading, but it's like so many so many of the characters are like completely uh, on the wrong track about what they think is going on. And if you play the game enough times, you realize that it's almost like a comedy of errors in a weird way. Or That feels very Olga, where she was like so gung-ho to stay on the ship because she thought this was going to be another routine in and out, get the Metal Gear. And like, obviously, we don't know any of her other exploits. Like, she's got this long scar on her face from like another mission. But like, these are all just like missions, right? Like, it could have been for yeah. land. It could have been for glory. And it, like, like I said earlier, like the big running point of Grilukovich's army was for the glory of Russia. They wanted Russia to be reborn yes. again. They wanted Russia to come back. So what's to say, like, this was not, for in her mind, going to be, like, another in and out. We just get Metal Gear Ray and get the fuck out. Obviously, she probably knew it was big. But, like, the way she was handling it while pregnant, yeah. like, she's like, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm staying with you guys. And so it's yeah. like, you know, she just didn't grasp the full situation of what was going on. And even Grilukovich, I feel like he knew his time was up. And he wanted to say it in like this some super superstitious way where it's like the moon is pale as death, something bad's gonna happen. I just yeah. know it. Can you get the fuck out of here? And she's like, No, I'm staying. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I joke a lot, but that's like the way I can only convey it. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's it's interesting. He has he does seem to have some sort of weird premonition. It's like that gut feeling is really really true when when like it really wants to hit. 
Then, mm. like, Revolver Ocelot just gives off slimy energy. Like, he just... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that, like, Mother, Mother Russia can rot. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I love that interaction. <laughs> he's truly so a millennial dumb. man. Like, he's it's... from everywhere. He's a... Born, in, a yeah, born dude, in France, right? Born in France, loves America. That's great. Now, he's an awesome character. But I, I thought the implication was also that Olga uh, was former Spetsnaz. Because the. Yeah, uh, scout he, he knife makes the surprise. The, Are you a Spetsnaz? Well, yes. no, well Golukovich, Sergei was head of Spetsnaz. Not to say that he didn't finesse some weapons and like pass them down to his own unit, but like it could make a lot of um, sense that she also had like. Because he was head of Spetsnaz. Everybody in Grulikovich's army had Spetsnaz training. So I see. It, it is technically, yes, Spetsnaz, but I feel like it's like this often, kind of like, you know, the big boss era of CQC where like everybody in Foxtown was learning CQC, even though he co-made it with the boss um, yeah. when they were learning it in Foxtown when he took over while Venom was doing hood rat shit and, you know, <laughs> elsewhere. Uh, yes. You know, it was like this hand-me-down. Not hand What the fuck am I saying? It was pure CQC, but it was like like Big Boss era CQC. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure like there was some techniques that the boss had, but like Big Boss had his own style of CQC. And you can see that kind of like at the... I'm about to say some Metal Gear Solid 3 shit to like the man who runs Metal Gear Solid 3. So <laughs> clock me, sure. No but worries. like there's at the end... Bat, like the boss fight with the boss like she has her own style of doing cqc and like you have like big boss or naked snake has his own style of doing cqc when like they attack each other if she let her get you like she does like completely other moves that you do not do yeah mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that makes me believe where it's like yes they had spetsnaz training i fully believe olga had like really good spetsnaz training from the person who was the head of spetsnaz who broke away from it just like people in foxhound Solid Snake included had the big boss CQC. era of CQC uh, and not the full pure CQC of the boss and big boss. I mean, it makes sense, but it, you know, do, it happens so fast that I still, to this day, I'm not really sure. Maybe you guys know, but like, does Olga use? Because I found out that there is a special like Spetsnaz uh, gun knife that lets you put like one bullet in it, and so yeah, it's that like you the can shoot. Yeah, and so when she when she shoots her shot at him, it, uh, I'm curious if it came out of the knife or I know she has like she's hiding another gun. No, it came I, out I of got... the handle of the knife. It's like this spy, yeah, okay, good. James yeah. Bond bullshit. Where yeah, it's like, not, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. The Spetsnaz. It's really thing, yeah. cool. I, f- I that thought was just, that like, back was... in the day, like. Yeah, go ahead. So I thought that was to just show the connection to to a father who's like before that point is confirmed Spetsnaz, right? That's like when he when because he gets the picture of him and he's like, no marine barber touched that head of hair, and then they find out who he is. Yeah, Otacon goes through the whole thing with like Sergei Golubovich, formerly head of Spetsnaz. Yeah, so it's just like it's it's showing that 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 they're connected. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the point of it, and it is very cool the the scout knife with the surprise fucking yeah. And then Snake yeah. at, right after he dodges the shot, he's like uh, knife with the surprise. Are you Spetsnaz? And it it seems like just a throwaway line where it's like he's just trying to acknowledge her, but he's trying to make the connection from her to like the you know everybody else. And also, he's trying to determine like are they are they participating like as part of the Russian government. Or are they what they really are, which they're just a ragtag group of basically like rebels who are refusing to 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 let the uh, you know the tides of history uh, sweep uh, Mother Russia under. I yeah, think, think that- about it from Snake's perspective, who's literally only there to get some fucking pictures. Like, 
all of a sudden, like, you're here just to get pictures. You don't give a shit what the Navy about to do or what the, you know, Marines are about to do with the shit. And then it does, they did say, like, the Navy was working on their Model 2, sons of bitches. Anyway, um, you know, and then the Russians show up. Like, he doesn't know that they're mercenaries. He could have thought mm-hmm. it was anybody. And yeah. uh, you, I love that you can hear the frustration in his voice where, like, Otacon's like, do not shoot anybody. No pyrotechnics. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, if they take Metal Gear, I'm going off the fringe. And I'm like, that literally yeah. translates to, I'm going ape shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? What is he says? He's like, it's like the whole Wheel of America thing. He's like, these are nice, friendly, upstanding Marines. That's like how he describes them. <laughs> like when I think about, oh, night, oh, those Marines, those good boys, and then they're, they're like walking around the ship in the big fucking yellow raincoats with the lights, yeah, like torches and shit. Yeah. Which you can then promptly throw into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> which I love. They get their necks like split open and just dumped into the sea. Poor guys. Oh. <laughs> may, may you rest in peace, video game marine people on Discovery. But, you know, what, the, what I was referring to specifically when I said, you know, comedy of errors and stuff is later in the game, whenever th- we keep hearing Olga's like radio calls with Solidus, mm. and they keep talking about like, uh, it's like we know at one point they're talking about probably Snake when when he's like, I saw a man, you know, uh, on the shell uh, connecting bridge, like uh, under a box. And she's like, oh, you know, that's interesting. Or like later on, I they're talking about. I thought it was interesting. About- Solid said, I've seen someone use that box trick before. Yeah. I, I, w- well, I wanted to say, and I, d- I don't know whether this is true or not, but like you first hear Olga on the radio um, when you get to the strutty roof, and she's really close to Ryden. He's like, Ryden's like above, mm-hmm. above her, right? Does she know he's there and she's literally passing him the information? Because, like, yes. yeah, th- that's on purpose, right? Like, I, w- I was never sure about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Her entire, so. her entire job on Big Shell is to help Ryden. So I'm pretty, I'm very positive you're right that she knew he was there and she's just saying shit to make sure he got information (laughs) yeah i think so and maybe my favorite line in the whole game is what she says to him as ninja when she says uh but you have no choice but to believe like like it's right after you fight fat man and and she's telling you all this new information and you have no way to verify any of it and Raiden just is just dumbfounded, and she's like, "You basically you have to get with the program because it's your only option." And it's like, and then he's like, "Okay, where are the hostages located?" You know, like he just yeah. goes along with it. Um, yeah, I mean, she it's fascinating huge implication that she is S three. What's that? This is like a huge implication of S three. Like, yeah, I mean, that's she, yeah, their she whole. She definitely knows about it. I think so. Or at the very least, she's she's like one of the most important pieces to the S three puzzle because. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's, she, other than Ocelot, I guess, she's the only one that we know uh, in the game is a full-blown, like, patriot uh, asset. Uh, And so I think we can learn a lot about what they're trying to do from what they get, what they get her to do. Um, And did you guys know this? I didn't know until I was working on my last video for MGS2, but that they actually, one of the trailers uh, at the very end uh, for MGS2 they put the uh, cyborg ninja, but the voice actor they they got the voice actor from one back, so that people would think that it's really cyborg oh, yeah, ninja and that it's really switch. Gray Fox. Yeah, yeah we talked we Which talked is, about it in, in depth on the on the Kojima frequency. 
just how they misled uh, us in MGS1 with Integral, with the Ninja, and then they did the same thing in 2 with Substance. They used the Ninja mm. to sell copies of the games, implying that uh, you would have this huge role where you can play as Ninja. Because um, he's so fucking rad. Of course, yeah. of course you're in a lineup yeah. to get that. I'd buy it now. I'll buy it now. Like, just put it out. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah. You, you sold me in 2003 or whenever the fuck Substance came out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody check out Kojima Frequency. We love that podcast. Oh yeah, did yes. I just plug? Did I just plug that? I, was, I, did, well, I think fun. you did. <laughs> and it's awesome. We love Kojima Frequency. Oh yeah, I mean, if we get big enough, I'd love to think of them as like sister podcasts or cousins or something. Because yeah, I, I think we brother. we tackle this brother. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we tackle this stuff in a different way, and I think that there's that's what's so great about this community and everything is that there's just. There's room for everybody. There's so many different ways to unpack these games, to enjoy them, and I just love it. Yeah, because we're over here killing ourselves with lore and like getting stressed out, and then like when I want to chill out, I go over to Kojima Frequency and shoot the shit with you guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, just all around, I think Olga is probably the most uh, tragic character uh, into, I suppose. I mean, yeah, it's the way that she dies, and I don't that know. I mean, it, that was hard for me. Don't do this! They'll know! I'll hold them off. Give you time to get away. What about you? <laughs> this is suicide! Your nanomachines, they're transmitting your vital signs to the Patriots. If you die, my child dies. You understand? The child. I see. So that's why you sold your troops out to me. So many dead, and they all died trusting you! Weren't they your comrades? No, not just comrades. Family! <laughs> I know I'm going to help, but at least my child... Yeah. Thinking about uh, it, I keep saying it. I, I get. I know y'all know. I have two kids. I pushed them out <laughs> myself. <laughs> you know, I I was blessed to have two natural births, and I was able to breastfeed both. I know this sounds like way out of there, but like this is just normal stuff. Like my kids had to eat somehow, uh, and I was blessed to be able to do it. When I tell you, like the emotion, like the that that remaps your brain, like. I think completely differently than I used to before I had children. And knowing that she was there getting choked out by a solidist tentacle, knowing she would never hold her child, probably pushed her child out, knows she's out there, constantly reminded probably while on, you know, um, the plant or even as well in Arsenal, like keep going or she's going to die. And like, she knows she's going to die right here. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. It's like every single time I see this scene, I think about like if it was Remilia, my daughter, like I would never get to hold her or see her again. And I have to think about it that way. And it, it hurts a lot. There's something I, I wanted mm. to say earlier, um, but let me know if I've got this completely wrong because um, you may have guessed, but I have never given birth. 
Oh, yeah, I kind of maybe got two and two together. I, I, I don't have any kids either. Um, so let me know if I'm just... I'm News just, to me. <laughs> you not said I weren't allowed to have any, like, so I'm not. <laughs> All right. Um, don't, though. It is, it is a scam. So uh, earlier we were talking about... Um, uh, Olga, right, ha- had this child and, and she was taken away, like, straight away, right? And you were saying how your brain is re- rewired when you had kids. So I always felt yeah. like the story was being told for a woman whose brain has been rewired to have these maternal instincts, and then she has no way to express them except through, through you know, violence and being involved in someone else's yeah. plot. And that's why it comes out on Raiden in that way. She, like, Raiden becomes uh, almost like a child to her. She certainly treats him like a child. Mr. X? Ninja? Correct. It's me. I thought you were the leader of the Russian troops. No, that was just a smokescreen. A smokescreen? I was sent to provide you support. Support? Who sent you? The Colonel? No, the Patriots. What? I... I deceived my troops, betrayed them. But why? My child is being held hostage by the Patriots. It all started two years ago when I lost my father during the tanker incident. My men and I had nowhere to go. So we joined forces with an illegal Russian organization. The Russian Mafia? Something like that. Actually, I learned much later that it was a subordinate organization of the Patriots. I was expecting at the time. When I gave birth to my child, it turned out I was in a hospital run by the Patriots. In the morning, my child was gone. My baby is being kept somewhere in this country. Have you ever met your child? No. Once a month, they send me a photo of my child via network. I've never even held the child in my own arms. I see. Given your situation, nobody can blame you for what you did. That's your opinion. What about Snake? I thought you were enemies. He wasn't responsible for my father's death. Actually, we owe him our lives. Two years ago, they were responsible for getting us out of the sinking tanker alive. So you were partners since the incident? No, I only found out the truth shortly before this. Huh? When I confronted him here. You fought with Snake? When? Well, it was around the time you were holding hands with that girl. Snake. So you joined hands with him to pay back a debt? No, mutual gain. Mutual gain? My job was to assist you. If Solidus gets away with Arsenal, your mission is a failure. The Patriots would judge that as failure on my part and terminate my child. Putting it simply... My child's life depends on your success. So you did it all for your child. But why would the Patriots want to help me? Are they hoping I'll take Solidus out? No, you're just like me. We're just pawns. Pawns for what purpose? The S3 plan. Huh? You'll figure it out sooner or later. But I wonder if you'll handle the truth. What do you mean? Listen, we haven't got time for this. Solidus will commence his attack any minute. He's got to be stopped. What about the virus? No results so far. I think the Patriots have tampered with the program. Will it work? I don't know. Get me out of this thing. Not yet. I'll release your restraints after I leave this room. Where's my gear? Snake's got everything. I couldn't bring it here. 
And where do I find Snake? The passageway ahead leads to a hangar. He'll be waiting there. I gave him a card key for the hangar. Does Snake plan to destroy Arsenal gear? No. Even for Snake, it's impossible to completely destroy this thing. The only option is to stop Solidus and his men. What are you going to do? Stay concealed. That's my role. I still can't afford to be discovered. Olga, you can't keep this up. They're bound to find you. Listen, I'll free you in a little while. Brace yourself. <laughs> So every single person that gives birth is extremely different. Uh, but for me, I had kind of like the by the numbers reaction where I cried. I got extremely maternal immediately. I was extremely protective. I didn't let anybody hold my kid, that type of thing. And so it's like, it's, it's the word I'm looking for is like feral almost where it's, or mm. it's like primal where it's like you have, you know that you just gave birth to the passing of your genes and you need to protect it, but it's not here. So you have no outlet and so while she's extremely um, modern, like she's strong, she dealt with it. She did her mission the best she could before her death. And, but you could just tell like those little tiny frustrations that you wouldn't catch unless you were really looking for it, that she's wanting, she's yearning to be a mom. Like she wants her kid back so bad. Yeah. That's, that's the way it all. Willing, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. She's yeah. willing to sell out anybody to get it back. I, I feel like she was resigned as well. Like she knew she was going to die. Like she'd already accepted yeah. that. And it, and it was no, it, you know, it was nothing in her entire story was ever about her anyway, as an individual, mm-hmm. she never, yeah. she never did anything with any kind of selfishness. And there's so many like selfish characters in Metal Gear. So it's so weird to see the polar opposite. And I think the other polar opposite is, um, like father is always the word in Metal Gear. It's always the story of of uh, of the the father of men, and and I think in Metal Gear Solid Two, the story of the mother is told. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that one hundred percent. And talking to you guys about this has really made me realize like how it all fits together and how like because her because Sonny's like vitals are wired to Raiden, it makes perfect sense that she, like like. This is uh, the way that the uh, the Patriots know that Olga will be loyal to what they want her to do is because, like, it's all riding on Raiden. It all depends on him. And so all the stuff we've been talking about, about how she, she mothers him, she trains him, she teaches him, that, uh, in a weird way, is all to make sure that he has what it takes to stay alive so that her child can stay alive. I'm just not realizing, like, imagine somebody, like, came in, stole my son, Oren, and then told me, hey, Joshua down the street is connected to your son, and if he dies, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the slap in the face. I, I just I just can't. Like, I can't... I, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I can't imagine that love. It's painful sometimes. I'm not, I'm not even going to bullshit you. It's painful. From every person I've, I've spoken to, and, you know, I'm surrounded by people who have their own kids and things like that, um... It seems deeper than even the strongest connection I have, if that makes sense. It, mm-hmm. it seems like there's more to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I f- feel like this, you know, the story of Metal Gear Solid 2 is a glimpse of that, and th- 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 that's very enjoyable to me. So when I you know, mentioned wanting to do this episode with you, I, w- I was always looking to hear how you felt about it 
um, with obviously the experience of actually having kids. Yeah, the, the there's so many themes of like parenthood in Metal Gear Solid 2 that with Olga, it's that pain of love, like knowing damn well you're going to watch your child grow and you don't know what the future holds and you don't know like if someone's ever going to hurt your child. You don't know if your child's just going to get sick one day. You take a gamble every time you have a kid because you just, one, you don't know how they're going to come out. You don't know like what the future holds for them. You don't know. You don't even know like how their brain is wired because you know it's like um, in the way of like you don't know if like they're gonna be like sociopathic or uh, you know that type of thing. Which is you know it's not your fault if that happens, but that's just sometimes it's how people are, and you still love them conditionally, and or everything could be fine and they can grow to an old age and and like you just get lucky that way. And but it's that pain of not knowing and still loving them so much and protecting them. Both you and I. We were always alone. Always. We only wanted to be loved. We were always waiting. Waiting for somebody. Somebody who would love us, but we were wrong. You can't wait to be loved. You have to go out and find it. Four years ago, I realized that you can't just wish for a happy family. You have to make it happen. I only wish I knew that sooner. I learned that I could love, as you probably did, Emma. You think he's going to be okay? He's tougher than he looks. Consider it done. Now, how do we open this thing? You can come out now. A ninja? What the? Arsenal's going to take off. We still need you to take care of a few things. This time, don't fail us. Snake, what's this all about? Bedtime riding. I wouldn't do that. You're changing sides now? Change sides? I don't recall saying I was on yours. Damn it. You! Ready for some shut-eye. Maybe Solidus and Jack, which I get that they're not truly father and son, but in the sense of the story and like the theme, they kind of are because, you know, Jack was still at that early age where he mercs his parents and then Jack is taken in by Solidus's unit. But in the sense of like Solidus's, I'm doing air quotes here, love, <sighs> Solidus didn't want to lose. And in that, in the big boss sense where big boss doesn't want to lose anything that he would deem as an asset. And so when he realized, since Solidus realized, like, oh, hey, one of my white boys fell back into my lap. I can use him again. I'm the one who took care of you. I'm the one who raised you. And I'm not losing you again. And then that's kind of like this malicious type of love, which isn't love at all. But you know what I mean? It's like from that standpoint. And then from the complete polar opposite is the pure love of a mother, which is Olga, who did everything, killed people she had to kill, betrayed who she had to betray, 
and dealt with Ocelot to, you know, maybe see her child again. Um, or, I or guess just that and, she would, and, or just that she would live, or just that she, you know, she wouldn't be killed. Like, yeah, yeah, anything for even the, even a chance. That's what I was saying. Like, it's that hurt of like not knowing the future. In her last breath before she got murked, it was, "You gotta live, live, please, for the love of God, don't die." And then she dies. Yeah, well, yeah, which is of course a callback to the end of MGS One. Yeah. I mean, Solidus, you know, with Raiden, I definitely think uh, it's a complex relationship, and I, I it is. I mean, I, I would agree mostly with what you're saying, but I would point out that, you know, uh, Solidus is the one that cuts Raiden's handcuffs so that they can fight because he basically, the whole speech about we, we're trapped in our own double helix and mm. we're just repeating history and we have to, so it's a very weird relationship there. But I, and, but I mean, yeah, I guess he must be feeling some sort of weird, uh, twisted version of fatherly love, but it is the a- absolute opposite. It is, it is really weird, but it is nothing respectable, I'll tell you that. No, no, and it's so different from Olga, so your point still absolutely stands that it's, it, it's, it's an important contrast there, but, yeah, then, I mean... Of course, uh, the, of course, like, this whole game is family, because Emma and yeah. Otacon found family between Snake and Otacon, you know... Yes, yes, and then the theme of civil wars, which is really a fight among a family, or within yeah. a family. And even know. Dead Cell, who had to, like, family up because of shit that mm-hmm. went down within their unit... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. That's, that's all family. And all them family. turning against America, you know? I mean, it's... Yeah. All family, man. Can you imagine Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I, 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 I love the idea that it's like dead cell. Um, oh, this guy is like an undead vampire who throws knives, and this, this woman <laughs> cannot be hit by bullets. Who's that guy? Oh, he's just really fat. But he's amazing on roller skates. I mean, amazing. He can whip up a meme bomb and his BMI index is off the charts. Yes. Yes. I mean, roller skating in a bomb suit, no less. I mean, God only knows what that does to your center of gravity, especially when you're as rotund as this. Can I just say, and I'm not embarrassed to admit it, so shut up, but on very easy... I'm very Go easy. On. He doesn't attack you. Like he like just rolls ah. around. Uh, he he, he <laughs> you know that he, if you play on very easy, he's just like laughing and like doing like little stunts on his roller skates. He does of not. Of course, he he can you. hurt you when he moves through you. When he, like, if you like yeah. get in his way, he'll damage you that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to admit it that I found out that way. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, oh I, when I saw that, I was like, he's dead as not attacking me. <laughs> The, the, the bombs are the, are the real danger in that fight. Like, if it gets oh, yeah. out of hand, too many bombs everywhere. For sure. But it's just like, I thought that was really funny. I was like, I can't tell a soul. That was years ago. Because <laughs> that was back when I thought, like, oh, if you didn't play these games on hard, who the fuck are you? And now I'm, like, the champion for, like, yes, I, Nikita... Sniper Wolf Fight 2 every single time I play this game. <laughs> I I've, um, always tried to be a champion for that. Um, so I I learned to play uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 on very easy. Um, I was only focused on having the fastest time on very easy. Um, and I play it on European Extreme every single day. I'm the only person who's ever got a single segment Foxhound while wearing the tuxedo. Um, You're so I'm, I'm fucking good at Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, I don't want to be... I don't want to be humble about it because I want to make the point that like I love playing on very easy. I love the lowest difficulty in the game and I, I 
don't want anyone to think that you sh- sh- that anyone's better than you because they played the game on a higher difficulty. It's a fucking computer game. Yeah. Jack, what's going on? Answer me. Jack? Jack! That's what yeah. I wanted to get at too. I was like, if yes. you're listening to this and you play on easy on every single game you play, you pay money for that game. So who gives a shit what you play on? Yeah. So the kind of people who who talk down on someone for playing the game on a lower difficulty, I usually dog shit at the game anyway. Like, don't fucking worry about people like that. <laughs> I know this is I know this is sure. a Metal Gear podcast, but I have to bring up that when Animal Crossing New Horizons came out, there was like this huge debacle of like. Um, time skipping where like you just save your game and then you change the time on your console and it changes mm-hmm. the time in the game because it changed it follows the clock right mm-hmm. and so that was like a huge thing where it's like people were like dead ass getting doxxed for like time skipping and animal crossing and getting like all these rare items for christmas and stuff early that, that was such a, a wild time um I, i've played animal crossing i love animal crossing by the way i played it for years yeah. I, I play the gamecube version the most um i've done like everything in that game fantastic game this happens <laughs> yeah. every single time a new animal crossing game comes out but because of like <laughs> yeah. covid and everything and everyone was stuck with like nothing to do and they all wanted to like sit in the house and escape to animal crossing people went crazy for that game and it was like it was, it was like where were you where were you when the last one came out like they were like new animal crossing fans but they'd become like rabid about it uh and they were like <laughs> it was it was like extremists like the animal crossing extremists came out and you could tell which ones they were i'll, I'll get back to metal gear in two seconds the ones with like the super pastel twitters <laughs> they like, <laughs> yes. like had to give off this facade that they're like super sweet all aesthetics it's like the second you time skip they would dox you yeah, and, where, and where are they now like they're, all their villages are like covered in weeds all, all, dead, the, all their like, islands are fucked all, all, their villi- all their villages are like starving and crying and wondering where they are and they've just stopped playing no the game plays it anymore. It's like, it's all- every single tweet I see on Animal Crossing is like I cannot boot this game up ever again <laughs> Because they're waiting for me. I will say, and I'll get back to Metal Gear right after this sentence, I will say when they come out with the Brewster update, I will be on that shit all the time because I love the cafe, and this is the Shadow of Moses Cafe, baby. So I'll be at the fucking cafe on my Animal Crossing town. Listening to Shadow of Moses Cafe, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, back to Olga. Uh, I like how she wasn't, like, super sexualized. Yeah, I mean, I, I can get behind that. I think, yeah, you, you need to have a balance, and it's important to show all the different facets of human beings. Well, the problem is, is like the second they get sexualized, that's like one of the biggest facet a lot of people see on them. Like, I don't know. I'll, not to yeah, say that there true. isn't like really, you know, appealing art of Olga out there. There is, but like a <laughs> lot of the art I've seen of Olga is more serious. They take her more seriously. And I've yeah. seen a lot of really good serious art of Meryl, of Naomi. Yeah. Uh, not so much the B and B core of you know like um you, like that's like the whole polar opposite like the B and B core I have not seen one respectable image on the, on the <laughs> people have gone and well, I, you I know. do like them but at the same time it's like it's kind of hard to like take Drebin's like super serious story after like. I got done 20 minutes of like laying on the ground and waiting for them to lay on me for like a video. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, everybody fun. relates to this kind of stuff differently, you know, and yeah. I, I think that's and that's why I don't really get mad if people take issue with stuff like that at all. Because I mean, you know, it's they have a right, you know, to have a view on on the game, and yeah. so it, in a weird way, tying us back to what we were just talking about it with Animal Crossing and and but also <laughs> Metal Gear, people freaking out about you not you know playing the game on a hard enough difficulty. It's like. People just need to chill the hell out and just enjoy the game they want to enjoy, how they want to enjoy it, and not get mad when other people I feel like see you, it different. It's, it's so, yeah, go ahead. I feel like you've misunderstood the creator's intentions. If you're mad that, that people are playing on a difficulty that was literally made for people to be able to experience the game. Like, this, yes. this game has been perfectly crafted so anyone can play it, so everyone gets because to see the must- story. Kojima yeah. still says it today. Like, he literally tweeted out today. He's like, I put a trailer together for people that, like, for death, people who are not gamers, people who are like entry gamers, like this is a game anybody can play. Like every single game he's made, almost is like you know this is a game anybody can pick up and do. Yeah, and yeah, it's easy to say on paper and like in person, like oh you need to get over yourselves and let people play. But there are like really bigoted diehards out there that are like there they are. Will kill themselves to tell you like you are nothing if you don't play on the hardest difficulty. And And it's it's so so toxic. It's so toxic because it's a great thing to want for yourself to be able to someday play the game on extreme. It's that I think that's fine. And yeah, I mean, the more that you the harder difficulty you play on, maybe you'll feel more like you're really playing out Snake's Adventure. So I think that that's there is an incentive in the game for you to want to try on harder difficulties and challenge yourself and push yourself. But that should be a relationship that you have with the game, not the one you put on other people like just let them do them. You know, I think if if as far as they get is very easy, that's fine. They're enjoying the game the way they want. And so it's it's we it's weird to even have to say this shit sometimes. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so people should just know from my from my own what what I've seen, and I haven't been a part of the Metal Gear fandom. Like I've played the games, played the games basically my whole life, but I didn't join in on this whole online fandom until like two three years ago. Uh, when I joined the mm. Metal Gear speedrun community, it was an elitist dog shit community, and it was full of oh. people. Oh, it was talk about it. Full of people just like that who um, acted like. Um, you know, people who played on very easy would, you know, who cares about speedrunning the game on very easy? People who do that fucking dog shit at the game. And me and a few other people, we st- I started on speedrunning uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 on very easy. Um, and there was about eight people on the leaderboard. Um, so there was literally just eight of us uh, speedrunning away, having the time of our life, enjoying the game. And there were just horrible community members who were, you know, at the uh, near the top or at the top of the community, you know, running the Discord and, you know, d- um, basically you know when they said something it had weight because the positions they were in so they were continuing this elitist attitude and kind of gatekeeping the hobby of speedrunning we just said fuck you we don't care we're gonna do it anyway right um through through our attitude and it was i'm not just saying this was me it was me and other people as well who got on board um there's now like over 60 people on the uh, Metal Gear Solid Very Easy leaderboard. There's uh, multiple, multiple people who play the game every single day who join in a Discord together. You'll get like eight people in a Discord together all chatting away, racing on the tanker, just having fun. And the community is way, way bigger than it was, you know, three years ago. And if I recall, and awesome. if you're saying, if you're like, if your story lines up with this, like helping people, like, be more comfortable running very easy wasn't there like an exploit found recently in metal gear solid 3 of like clipping through the wall in that one like hangar area i uh, swear to god i remember that the, 
there there is a, a sequence break for Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, it can it can only be done in multi segment, but you can basically zip and skip the entire warehouse. Most recently in, in Metal Gear Solid One, there was like two massive uh, glitches found. Basically, you know, Boba yeah. found how to skip through the the frozen door in the comm tower on her first playthrough. Um, Queen like, right like if she had done that, honestly, I, I, I dread to think. I can't say because it didn't happen like this, but I feel like if the community was like it was three years ago, there wouldn't have been the same interactions that happened. Like it was a very. Do you think they would have attacked her? Not attacked, but I think they would have been. This, I, I don't think she would have ever met the Metal Gear speedrunning community. I don't think there would have been any interaction. Uh, there might have been a few people talking. I, I don't want to say because it didn't happen like that. Or uh, what I do want to say is that the, the the connection that did happen between Metal Gear speedrunners and Boba was like the purest and nicest thing. We had each other's communities going in each other's discords, talking, having a laugh, getting involved on each other's memes and stuff like that. It was it was so nice. Like it was the most pleasant just a thing. New time. Than what it was before, and, and I definitely want anyone who, you know, thinks that like, oh, they wouldn't be welcome or they couldn't give speedrunning a try. Like, there's so many people out there who want to meet you and 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 become, you know, be friends with you and teach you how to play these games and just enjoy them together. Like, it, it's such a friendly community these days. I want to try to awesome. speedrun Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah, let's do it. I'll I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I had time for it. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's an incredible art form that I think is emerging, and I think it's fascinating to watch. As someone who doesn't uh, really do it myself, uh, but I really just love that people are finding uh, such interesting ways to engage with these games, and to see a game that's as old as MGS One make like headlines, you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's pretty awesome. Like they're keeping these, you guys are keeping these games alive. Honestly, I think it's fun to see it happen in like real time. I remember when speedrunning was like dark dwellers of the depths of the basement like activity now it's like what was it they were on fucking jimmy kimmel like speedrunning and recently wow. and it was that mario glitch thing super mario brothers 3 thing mm. i think it was jimmy kimmel i don't it was a it was a late night show they were on there because they were promoting i swear to god they were promoting sgdq or agdq or something like that it's something like that some because they that was also the year they got like the most money donated for Doctors out of borders and all that stuff, which is awesome. And um, you know, it's just it was it's really awesome to see like from the beginnings where it's like uh, you know, speed demos archive and everything, just seeing that all the way up to now where it's like 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 I said earlier, where when games come out within an hour we get long plays. Yeah. Like immediately. Like within a day, we get like any <laughs> percent speed runs <laughs> of like brand new games come out, and it's awesome, it's so fun. Just to see, yeah, like, the beginnings yeah. of, like, when new games come out, and it's just, like, that's the start of it, and you're there for it, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. It is a good feeling to, yeah, to be there for the start of a game, and uh, I'd, I'd assume that, uh, I mean, what little online games I've played, I remember that really being a part of it, you know, because if you get in there early, you know, n n not everybody has figured out, like, all the spots to to hide or shoot or whatever, so it's it can be fun. Yeah, it's so exciting. Every game is, like, the Wild West. Yeah. Because <laughs> anybody first, can yeah. get it first. It's so fun. It's true. It's true. Do you remember the panic that gripped the computer industry prior to the end of the century? You mean the Y2K problem? That's right. If you recall, our government supplied the world with a countermeasure program using the internet at full capacity. The program was distributed to every governmental organization, every key facility throughout the world. 
In addition, the same program was included in an OS application for distribution among the public. Who, what, sorry? Mm. Should bring up what? Lulu. What's oh, that fucking that. Twitter that was some sort of <clears throat> front yeah. for some sort of like engagement farming operation. Jordan, do you know about Lulubu? No. <laughs> Lulubu, really? well, she had like 70 something thousand followers, right? She's big, big, big Twitter. Um, and come to find out, like it was, it was like a whole bunch of people running this one Twitter page that toted themselves as this pink haired girl from Japan that nobody knew who she looked like. She never shared a picture of herself online, but she has 70,000 followers. All these big names followed her. Like she was somebody, she was supposedly like this director at this indie game company or something like that. All of it's fake. It was literally like a crazy kernel situation. She was like an AI construct almost, but was run by people to farm clout. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> she okay. Just got, it was like she just got caught. It was like the S free pun if this ultimate <laughs> goal was to get clout on Twitter. So it's like the shittest <laughs> S3 pun of all time. And like, I swear the main character of this is, uh, who's that girl? Susie, Susie Hunter. Cause she was like, Oh, she was, like she was being contacted a lot by Lulubu. Really? Yeah. Just to like yeah, get, cause man. Susie Hunter does really awesome. I think reviews and, and yeah, stuff yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She's really awesome. And, Resident uh, Evil, don't make right, yeah. I, I, yeah, but she she was being contacted a shit ton by this Lulubu um, persona, I should say. Uh, and to this day, we don't know who was running it. They could be anybody. They could be you. They're probably already <laughs> on to their next plan. Like. Yeah, they're going to make a new persona. And I made a tweet uh, a couple days ago where I had quote tweeted the proof that it, Lulubu was like this construct. And I put a picture of Kazuhiro Miller and I was like, boss. <laughs> <laughs> the profiles we put on Twitter are not connected to Diamond Dogs. We use them to facilitate clout in order to spread our name. <laughs> when one is found out, we liquidate it and create a new persona. <laughs> but it makes sense there are people like that out there. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I guess it kind of weirdly goes back to what we were talking about with the speedrunning, where for some people, the priority is just the clout. It doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah. Uh, having something to lord that over is someone kind else. Of, like so. sad though. It's Imagine th- like spending all that time speedrunning just for like the clout. And I remember seeing a video where it's like people who are at the top are more likely to cheat because they feel like they deserve it. I, I don't know if you know, but we had we had someone cheat in Metal Gear Solid Three. He had, <gasps> the, he had the European Extreme World Record, and he also had the Gag. Devil May Cry World Record, and he did. Are you they serious? Were both cheated, yeah. <laughs> that is honestly so fucking foul. Yeah, uh, you may. There are people out there that was like, "I deserve this, so I'm gonna fucking cheat." Yeah, I think if 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 you are if you are trying to get good at these games, so like the, I don't know the, the if you could reach them all, the two and a half thousand people worldwide that will think like it's insane, respect you, then like I think that's kind of sad. Um, yeah. I, yes. for, for me personally, like I care about raising money for charity, and the, I get to do that by playing games that I love. So that that's what's most important you, to me. You are a king, and I'm that's so awesome. happy we got to talk with you today. And I want to ask you what your future plans are for speedrunning. Uh yeah, sure. Um, I just got while we were doing this podcast, I got into a marathon called UKSG. Um, it's uh, on the ESA Marathon channel. So like, they're probably the second biggest 
Ch- charity speedrun channel uh, where I'll, I'll be doing uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 um, what I'm doing is blindfolded bosses so I do the game oh but every God. time I start a boss fight I stick the blindfold on uh, and <laughs> I love these. I love these. Um, Can I just uh, say, I did catch that one stream you did. I don't watch streams a lot, but um, I did catch that one stream you did the one thing. I was like tipsy. I was on my third glass of wine and you were doing Shagohod and I was screaming at my computer screen because you kept missing the rocket. I was like, down, down, Apache. Uh, <laughs> and then like, you were, what was it? You were on one HP and you won. Yeah. And I lost my shit. <laughs> I, I jumped crazy. out of my chair. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a tough. So I'm, that's a really tough that's fight. Up? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I want to say it's like September twenty first. It's like it's like a month away. Like the schedule just got announced today. It's like I think it's the eighteenth and nineteenth of September. In fact, I'm going to double check because I can get the date real quick. I won't be a sec. Eighteenth of September. I'm doing that. I've challenged myself multiple times with MGS three. Like, I don't want to stop playing it. There's, there's no there's no cut off for me like where i don't wake up and think i want to play i don't want to play metal gear solid 3 anymore if i do hit that point i will just stop playing it but because i because i don't i have to find new ways to make it more difficult so no one has ever finished the game blindfolded before so that's that's my new goal i'm doing i'm doing this marathon <laughs> on the 18th of september which will be um just the bosses i say just the bosses like it, it is hard but <laughs> but but like it's not the whole game right because i I'm, I'm always i've always got like the comments in mind like oh why did you take the blindfold off after you finish the boss like um so <laughs> after that i'll be i'll be like fully focused on routing the entire game um and then after that I, 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 that's gonna be insane yeah and i'm just having a blast of it like i've been i've been routing it and one, like before that I did you know I spoke about it a little bit before but I did European Extreme in the tuxedo so it's like the worst camo in the game uh, makes you get mm-hmm. uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 on European Extreme if the guards see you you get a continue so you can't get seen at all um, and the tuxedo camo just sucks and you can't see QC at all yeah you can't you, it, the game won't let you see QC because you don't have the little knife uh, while you're in the tuxedo I guess it's ungentlemanly oh like um, <laughs> oh yeah and, uh, it's just like it's the worst thing ever yeah, um, so that was that was a challenge. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd seen people get foxhound in multi segments, so where you save the game and repeat the section. Um, but I wanted to do it without saving because that's how I play the game. I'd play it like single segment. Um, so it took about five hundred attempts to get foxhound for the first time. Oh my god! Because uh, you, you die really easily during the bike chase. Uh, something people don't know that often. I only found it out when I was running this um, but if your camo index is worse you get shot more during the bike chase and the tuxedo camo wow. so, yeah. so you take way more way more shots um, I hate that I hate that part I'm so sorry but that bike scene like I've actually like stopped playing it's right evil before I get to the bike scene <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, like I do not want to get through this at all I don't know if it was a programmer oversight or something but during the chase where they're on the platforms um, the middle one can get above you and you can't hit him. If you let him get above you... Oh, yeah. He'll burn you. Yeah, right? you, could, you, could, you can't like aim your gun up high enough to hit him. You can't throw a stun uh-huh. grenade. You can't do anything to get rid of him, basically. Um, so, oh so the whole thing is like you're trying to, uh, trying to prevent that from happening. So that was the hardest part. Like, you could play everything right and then RNG would just kill you during that last section. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Section. I know you couldn't do this because you're wearing a tuxedo, but doesn't the Cold War camo help with some of that that scene? Yeah, it does. And and what my plan is after blindfold is I want to do a damageless run of European Extreme. Oh. So do the whole game without getting hit once. 
God. Oh, man. Oh, some Dark Souls shit. The, the fun, the fun <sighs> bit with that is you wear the Cold War camo for the platform section, and you obviously have the log as well, right? So mm-hmm. you have to shoot the log during the platform section. What you have to do, you have to clear all three platform guards out, turn around, shoot the log, and then turn back before the <laughs> next one spawns in and hits you. And there's a good chance that after you've knocked them down and shot the log, um, another one will spawn in while you turned around, and they can shoot you from really far away. So Stop, because this is already depressing oh me. Because imagine getting God. through that whole fucking game, and then you just get shot right at the end. Yeah, and, oh. and that I mean, that happened multiple times during Tuxedo. I would, I would get a fox hound run all the way up to that point and then i would lose it um some people have different mindsets in speedrunning like i'm just playing a game that i love I, if i have to reset like it's if, if i just accomplish everything when i when i the first time i try it or the first time i do it if i just get my goal then i don't have the goal anymore and then you know i have to find something to do next um i'm enjoying <laughs> playing the game so it doesn't it doesn't really matter that's awesome and it's it's so great that you can have this level of love for the game that you can keep coming back to it like this and just find so much depth to it i bet just the process of going through it and stuff i mean my god i, I picked up i picked up speedrunning like three years ago but i've loved these games since they came out like uh, i got a, um, a tattoo of uh the boss and big boss on my right arm when i was 18 years old so 11 years ago wow so I've, i'm so scared of tattoos i kind of want to get one but I'm, I'm awesome, gonna get the though. Sons of Liberty case on my the, the, the Sons of Liberty R on my leg um, probably sometime this year. I might book it after we do this podcast uh, once we finish. <laughs> the quote that I have as my Twitter header is extremely meaningful to me, and I wanted to get it on my arm. And, I love uh, wife. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not like you. I love life type thing. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not going to get into it, but I've been through a lot. So it's like, you know, I didn't want to become like the people who were in my life. So it's like, mm-hmm. this line slaps. I would like to get it on my body, but I'm so scared of like tattoos because I heard they hurt a lot. And I'm not a big fan of needles and stuff. But It's not the same as a needle. It's, 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 it's totally different. Like, it's not like getting an injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, it's like scratching or something. I don't yeah, know. it kind of feels like burning or scratching, and it can Ugh. be sensitive in areas. <laughs> but honestly, it's 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 honestly not that bad. Uh, I mean, maybe I, one some day, people, maybe some people like love it. They get addicted to it, right? And my sister. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, really? <laughs> my sister is like covered in tattoos, and she's like booked like five more. I think I don't know. She's, <laughs> well, more power to her. I think she looks awesome. But like yeah. you know, we're like complete polar opposites. Where I'm like a big scaredy baby about it, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get five more." <laughs> so, have you ever thought about running Metal Gear Solid Two? <laughs> uh, me or Jordan? <laughs> Both. No, why not? No. Why not? Uh, uh, no. All right, Patrick. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I mean, I, I started on Metal Gear Solid 2, so I, I ran very easy for two years. Um, I came up with uh, many different smaller route optimizations and stuff for that thing. I ended up running a, a very easy league where we had uh, 10 players. Uh, we played way too many games in it. It was a total fucking mess, to be honest with you. Um, I still <laughs> I still keep an eye out for what's going on in that game. Like I, I care about it a lot. Um I want to, I want to be able to do European Extreme Two as a speedrun really consistently. I also want to be able to do one at one point as well. Um, but I think, like, just the amount of time, like, I'm just too focused on doing these three challenges. Um, yeah, I, I'll always be there for like runners if they want someone to come and commentate the speedrun. Like, I'll always know 
you know, I have my knowledge up to date on what's going on in it, and, and I'll always be looking at who's getting record, and if anything gets found in that game, I go straight back and, and, and try it out, but I, I don't think I'll be focused on it for a while. I, I always say that I love the story of 2 the most, like 2 is my favourite game for the story, but 3 is my favourite for the gameplay. Do you guys yeah, think that there'll be like a huge influx of like players and runners after the movie comes out? Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> but I'm not I'm not so convinced that the movie will come out to be honest with you but yes assuming that it does then yeah I would think so. Yeah. I'm finally on the fence about the movie where it's like I was excited at first and I really do like Oscar Isaac a lot. I think he's got his head in the right place about how Snake should be handled but in the end it's not up to him and I don't know anything about these writers and like hey. I I don't want to say that I know Jordan Vogue Roberts as much as I'd like to think I do cuz I don't. Well, and it's like Yeah. Whether, I yeah, got kind of like yeah. on the fence about the movie. Sorry, I just don't think the story's meant to be told through a movie format, and unless they do exactly unless they do different endings at different cinemas, and then we all go online to talk about it, Ooh. we all have different stories. Like it, happened. yeah, and that's not it's, that's not a far fetch. That's happened before, and like on uh, other movies too. Like this cinema played this ending, and people were like. What do you mean this happened? This happened on my cinema. It was, or, you know, or it's like you, you, you need to call Meryl the seat, her codex on the back of the popcorn, and then you look down Stop and, it. and Stop oh my it. god, it's there. <laughs> yeah, but you can only see this movie on like IMAX 4D theaters, and like people come out and beat the shit out of you in your chair. I don't know, like I, I, stuff like that. I definitely watch the movie when it comes out. You know, I'll skip the cutscenes, but I'll, I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I said that too. I was like, I'm going to be extremely critical. I will watch this movie like 50 times. Oh, man. I, I don't know if I'll be able to just because I you think have to. I'll try, but I can't promise I'll make it through it. Just watch cause... it with me. Okay. Well, yeah, that might be fun. But I mean, I will say this, that the way that these games are written, they're written as games. And yeah, so I just think if games. you try to translate it, it's it's totally, I think, legit to to like watch somebody's Let's Play. But to try to transplant it into a, a movie format, you know, where you've got uh, just all these conventions of the f- of the medium that w- were not part of how Metal Gear was put together. And I think that the studios or whoever is funding it is, if they're looking at this as like an opportunity to make like a franchise or something, I just really think it's not the right fit. Like, it's just it really difficult. It would have been better to, doing yeah. it like that Black Mirror type show where you could like mm-hmm. choose... So it was like a yeah, show, yeah, yeah. but you could choose what was going on. I, d- I don't think any that of those worked. mediums are go- like a good. I, I, I'm not saying this should be everyone's opinion or anything, but I, I think like that Black Mirror f- format. I, I just I just don't like it. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. And I think no matter what, even if the Metal Gear Solid movie is perfect for you, Shane Smith, you watch it and it's the <laughs> best thing you've ever seen, and you think they did it perfectly. Not everyone will, and it's impossible oh, to please the yes. Metal Gear fandom in with a movie. I mean, the games are like that too. I fucking I've, I've spent my life on these games, and my mom thinks they're the stupidest fucking games in the world. <laughs> like you know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with movies. Where can you think of one good video game movie? Ah, uh, mm. damn! I had an example, and it's gone. So it can't have even been that good. I love having ADHD. Games. Super Mario Bros. One. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> enough. <That's terrible>. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. Of course, it makes perfect sense. You know. Yeah. There isn't one. There isn't a good video mm-hmm. game movie. They all fucking sad. No. Yeah. 
Free, free no, guy's pretty it, good though. If you haven't seen it, it's so, so it's not bad. I don't know about that. No, honestly, it's not Which bad. Uh, free guy. It's Ryan Reynolds is a gamer. He's a game character. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I expected it to be. Do we like super- the Tomb Raider movies? I, I don't no. remember. I don't. Remember, they came out years ago, right? I don't remember seeing them. Yes. Well, I remember seeing <laughs> them, but I don't remember a single scene that happens. Now I know y'all not saying shit about the Doom movies. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say about that Free Guy movie is I expected it to be the shallowest piece of shit, um, like just like the the Happy Meal Cash version Brown. of a movie, basically. And it, yeah. it's a little bit deeper than that. It's not the deepest film I've ever seen, but it, it's it's better than you expect. It's got substance. Yeah, it's better than you expect. I might watch it. That sounds. That sounds okay. I still have to watch that new Netflix uh, Resident Evil. Show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a show, right? It's not cool. a movie. I think it's a show. I, I think. I think so. Yeah. I still need to catch up on that. My husband's deployed, so I promise I'd wait. <laughs> but I kind of want to watch it right now. <laughs> That's what I'm actually like hoping for. I think. I think Metal Gear. Uh, when, I, when I think of the movie, like if he wants to do Metal Gear Solid One, I think it's gonna flop. Honestly, you've got my opinion right here. I think it's gonna flop if he just does Metal Gear Solid One. I think if I think the perfect segue is like something we haven't seen before. Not doing anything from the movies, or not, not doing anything from the current games. Do something original. And I was saying like the CIA days of Snake would have been perfect for like a Netflix TV show or something like that, or you know something something outside of the main missions. Yeah, something like that could be cool. Yeah, what I think they're probably going to do for the movie is try to do an amalgam, where they're going to try to blend together elements from different games and you make get a that new feeling story. from the art he commissioned. Exactly, exactly right. So that's that's my feeling on it. And yeah, I just think, okay, that's that's a decent enough idea, but just uh, that's going to be such I, a shit show. I'm sorry if he does that, yeah, no one's going to get what's going on. And it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna these sell. characters. Well, it will sell because people recognize the name, and that's so cynical, but that's just uh, how Hollywood... Well, I don't know, at least up until COVID. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there have just been all these trailers for like new movies now, and I am completely uh, just beside myself with happiness because they're not in, in a franchise. They're not superhero movies. They're new ideas. They have budgets, and they like really want people, I guess, uh, probably because if people don't start going to movies again, Hollywood is going to... To fail like so i'm guessing that, that they, they've actually put some actual work into some of these movies but uh as far as metal gear goes yeah i just i don't know man i i think that in the past people have probably dismissed or you know shane like you were just saying your mom it's easy to dismiss these games as just being games and just being like uh like inferior quality of writing but i i think that's just a misunderstanding and that in reality games have to be written differently because of, of just so many reasons that i you guys obviously know um and to try to translate that, not you know, not to repeat myself, I just think it, it may look nice. It might be a very nice like fan uh, service vehicle. So if you ever wanted to see, suck. you know, like a nin- uh, uh, cyborg ninja on screen uh, or something like that, we'll be able to see it, and that'll be great. But as far as it ever, ever coming close to uh, the actual games, I just think nah, it's not. Uh-huh. I but maybe will, I'm one of those diehard fans. Totally, you know, no, I totally, agree. I totally agree, and I think that's the realization <laughs> that we'll have afterwards. If a lot of people will have that realization afterwards, that it just can't be told through that format, um, you know, if it ever comes out. So kind of yeah. like when <laughs> Alien versus Predator movie came out, where I was like, "This is gonna 
be fucking rad and like <laughs> baby brain me thought it was rad and then i rewatched it i was like this is ass <laughs> like you know just that type of thing where it's like yes now that i'm older i'm scared i can't imagine if they actually maybe we're blessed but imagine if they actually came out with like a metal gear solid movie back in the day and baby us like all watched it and we're like <laughs> this is the best movie ever and then we watch it now and want to cry but now <laughs> we're, we're getting it in like 20 20 something 2020 x and now we're all adults and we have to see it critically and I'm just I I look forward to it and I'm scared but you know it's more Metal Gear and next year's the 35th anniversary and mm-hmm. based on the rubber ducks we got this year I don't know what we're gonna get next year <laughs> I did buy those rubber ducks by the way I fucking yes I did same <laughs> really you both bought them yes I bought the rubber ducks yes damn I gotta get them now it probably was the anniversary out. and I could right. not get the rubber ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The little genome soldier dog is so cute. <laughs> That's where we're at. How many did they make? It was it, no. It's the solid snake duck, the genome soldier duck, I've seen the that. gray fox duck. They have a gray fox. I only saw ocelot and snake. I didn't know about the gray fox and the yeah, genome soldier. Yeah, they so- got gray That's fox. Gray. But you know, wow. you know what's so annoying, right? Why don't the cowards release the real duck, the duck from Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Two? That's just a rubber duck. Yeah. Like, just a rubber real duck, fans yeah. want the rubber yes. duck. <laughs> Yes, the duck from the Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah, the rubber <laughs> duck as seen in Metal Gear Solid Two. I want them to make the the Gakko alarm that the you Gakko see floor. Oh right, the a little right, right. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Now right. that's for one minute, and then she like turns the duck's head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So cute. All done. That is so really cute. cute. So much merch. Let me drive the boat. I know exactly how to revive Metal Gear. <laughs> Why don't they make the Karatan fraud? I mean, you'd You're think right? that'd be a it's great... It's so easy! Uh, yeah. And it's... I think that would be so cute, because my daughter... I, I I know we're going off, but, like, my daughter... Okay, this is for you, Patrick. Romelia <laughs> Talizora smith loves the Karatan runs. She wants to watch the all Karatan runs all the time. She Wait, her middle waits. name is after Tali? I yeah, didn't know that. Her, her middle that's name awesome. is Talizora. Mass- yeah. That's awesome! <laughs> so... <laughs> Right, I guess Romilia? I guess I gotta do that next then. Right. No worries. Miss Miss Romelia Talizora, she wakes up in the morning, she's like, I wanna watch the frog run on Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I was like, Okay, and I put it on and she like she loves the noise it makes. She's begging me for the keratin doll and I'm like, if they make it, you bet your ass I'm gonna buy like five of them and hide them in the house. <laughs> oh and so yeah, I'm like I'm huh. we watch like the same keratin run video. So it's like <laughs> That's adorable. She would love it. Yeah, I always, uh, I always shoot them during the bike chase. I always try and sc- uh, no scope them with the Mos and the Gun, like during the. Oh my this god! Is the funniest thing ever. That's that's that was cr- so hard. Yeah, that's my night. That was my follow up comment. Was like, yeah, like how in the hell? <laughs> I, do how? people do it? I, yeah, I, because because the Caratan run like people would want to see something cool. So I my goal for it would be to hit the Karatans in the most interesting way possible. Because you can just rocket them, right? You can hit them with an RPG. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't it be cooler if I hit them all with the sniper rifle <laughs> while moving? You're such an entertainer. Like, that's, it's like, that's some entertainer that shit. shit. That shit's yeah. hype, right? Like, oh my god, yeah, you hit it, it with the sniper. Like, you would have got me screaming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's how... A, that's, a, that's a gift sub right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I've got to approach it. Like, that, that would be... How like I do plan to do that run, the all Karatans run. Uh, I I do want to do them all eventually. I want to do the Markor, and I eventually want to do uh, a one hundred percent run, which is all items, all weapons, all Karatans, all plants and animals. Fuck sound, final destination, like everything in the game in one run. 
Jesus. Yeah. That's that's, cra- that's a lot. Yeah, that's that is nuts. Yeah, I, I will say before we end it, I'm very proud of Romelia. She can make it all the way to Sokolov and then she can't go anymore. Oh, <laughs> but that's still that's good. Yeah, she's seven years old and she can make it to Sokolov yeah. and then she always eats shit at the bridge. <laughs> she always eats shit like right after um Yeah, like right after like when she goes back to um after the whole cutscene, you go back to Kisokolov, then you have to go back and the boss is there. Like, it's nighttime. She can never get past <laughs> to make it to this, the, the ship or the, the ship, the, the plane and everything. So, but she loves, she, she can do, she can do um virtuous mission. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I'm very proud of her. Uh, last question. Did you guys, do you guys know the deal with the Markor and Ocelot? About why? Like when he gets so... pissed when you kill it? Yeah. Do you know is why? Is it because it's an endangered species? I believe it's because its name in Persian means snake eater. I did not know that. I didn't know. Yeah. That. I, I got another, yeah. I got another random one since because because he like he gets upset. You know, if you shoot the Markor, he's like, "What's that?" Show some respect. It's like an extra voice right. line. Um, yeah, the boss has a voice line for the RPG. If you fire a rocket at her, she has a voice line where she's like, "An RPG? Like what? Like what the hell? Is, what the hell are you doing with that?" It's 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 awesome. In fact, that reminds me because I'm I'm playing in English on the Series X at the moment. I'm going to show that line. Is that like in our final boss fight? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That's awesome. I kind of want to try that. Did you guys see the thing on Twitter about somebody found out that the... You know how you can call the boss uh, after she disappears, like right before the end of You're Virtuous Mission? You're about to say the sorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you, you guys probably you know guys, that shit. I'm like, one yeah. step ahead of you. Yeah. But it's actually in the, it's in the novel, too, isn't it? I think I have yeah. the novel with me where it's like boss or naked snake calls uh, Joy. Of course, she's not picking up because, you know, she's booling. And... <laughs> So- Sorrow like comes in on the radio, the airwave, which is like really, really spooky, super spooky. The way they did it specifically just sounds so, so creepy. It's like Silent Hill or something. The way they did that, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Don't, no, you just said the magic word because now I gotta say something because okay, <laughs> Mister Mister Hassan updated today. He tweeted today saying we're gonna work on the app and we're getting ready to release more shit for the abandoned app. Good. I, I, good. I, I, I have to fight more people now. That's like what they were waiting I'm, for. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking yeah. about it. Like, I'm just, I, I, yeah, I'm happy to discuss it with with you guys anytime. But I'm I'm not talking about it on Twitter anymore. I'm not I'm not getting involved yeah, in the discussion. I'm not. I, I have entertained enough um, people <laughs> on, on this on this matter. I already, I already told them like you know you're embarrassing yourself at this point. We 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 we, we, we have discussed this game. I just uh, got I just got pissed <laughs> off because they were taking money from people. Like they were str- that one oh. guy streamed for 75 hours. His video's still up. It's a 75 uh, hour video of him. Like he did not stop streaming um, I, until like the app dropped and like he, he got like over he had thousands of dollars in donations. Just like I'm talking about the rent car utilities payment. Yeah. For that's all that shit. Yeah, my yeah. man and, um, my man's getting the mortgage down payment in yeah. <laughs> powered so, purely by Hassan's and, and jawline. I tapped over the edge when I went into that it's it's a guy I will not name on here, but he was streaming, he dropped David Hader's name being like like insinuating that he must know something or like he was being like, Oh, David Hader, he, uh, 
uh, he's gonna he, he's under NDA, blah blah blah. I immediately, uh, uh-huh, I'm talking uh-huh. instantly when I heard that shit. Went to his DM. I'm like, listen, King, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to be front with me. <laughs> it's, do you know anything about Blue Box? He's like, I do not. <laughs> well, so, I mean, so I fucking posted that shit, and immediately they're like, that's not true. I just think that these people are taking advantage of 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 of. Uh, I want to be careful and make sure I use the right words, but um, if you're if if you're kind of following this story and getting sucked into a world where this is a new top secret video game and there's all this conspiracy going on, um, you, you, like you're a vulnerable person and you're being used by these disgusting people with these streams it's extremely enticing to think that you're part of uh, a clique where you feel like you know information more first or 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 within this group that is streaming to thousands but he feels like you're talking to you Mm -hmm. and that you get all this information and insider stuff and you feel like you're cracking the code and stuff and so you want to give money to people who you feel like have more information and then you would be into the this this super secret club but in reality they're making a bag off of you and the second this turns out to not be um silent hill i'm not even gonna say metal gear because there's no fucking way it would ever be metal gear but the second this doesn't come out to be silent hill they're gonna drop it like a box of rocks and they're gonna make off with your money and they'll never say anything about it again yeah it's on to the next thing yeah i mean yeah and let me just say too that as you know as someone who relates to these games the way that i do i find this whole thing very funny and perplexing because like the other games still exist and the other games are full of stuff that nobody's found yet they're full of it so people don't need to be worried about uh, speculating and coming up with theories for something that doesn't even exist and hasn't even come out Go play the other games and like there's if you want to be a part of that that sense of community and you know hunting down answers and stuff like it the, you've got a lot of games. For phantoms. Well, and that is also true that at the end of the day, especially with this uh, abandoned thing or what uh, whatever, it's yeah, it's 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 phantoms completely. <laughs> I love how Jorn like does not care. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just abandoned thing. No, I'm I'm obsessed because like <laughs> I'm literally getting ready to fight more people when this shit drops again. I, I think it's it's uh, just sorry, Jorn, you come in. Go for it. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say it's just, it's just the same old shit. You know, I mean, it's and I've been. I saw one uh, guy who made a very funny parody of this. Uh, it was back like uh, after PT had come out, and it was before Phantom Pain, and then it was like, uh, oh, this is a Kojima analysis video, and it was just uh, him analyzing a picture Kojima had tweeted of a sausage. Oh no! It, this was a joke, though, and he was just like, oh, okay. "Oh, you see, the okay. sausage is—it's a, a clue, and it all connects, and all see, this, this is shit." All, like, poor Kojima, he can't fucking breathe without people being like, "Yep, this is totally connected to this." Yeah, exactly, exactly right. It's so like the boss, like or Will, being misunderstood by people who think that they are of the same caliber. Like, yeah, nothing uh, but respect to the man, but he can be lowered in his casket, and they'll be like, "Is this an announcement to revival?" <laughs> Yes, it's so true. It really is. Ah, oh, he's playing the, the long game. game. Yeah. a long, long life. But <laughs> goddamn, I swear, as he's, as they're closing his casket with this motion, the <laughs> opening of a new. <laughs> I think oh, it's true, and yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Go, going back to what you're saying about there's you know there's still so much to find in these games. Like literally uh, yesterday, we found that you could 
manipulate the guards during the escape in Metal Gear Solid yeah, 1. Yeah, I saw that. That's so exciting. Uh, with the second player controller, if you hold... A what? Yeah, yeah. Was two, yesterday we found this. <gasps> so during the escape, if you if you put inputs in on the second controller on the console version of the game, the guards will just run in that direction. And I've really? got a console. I really want to try this out because I feel like that's something I could definitely do. I've got two controllers. Yeah, I'll, 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 link, I'll link it in our chat here. There's a video of it. Yeah, I, saw, I saw it yesterday and I was like, man, we just find so much shit. And that's what happens where it's like you find one big thing and pe- like I'll, people pool in. And I think it's more interesting where it's like because I, I watched the summoning salt videos of like, you know, the progressions of certain like big speed runs and stuff yeah. where it's like a lot of the time people who don't even run the game like find shit. And I think that's so interesting. Like you need a, a fresh set of eyes on some shit. Yeah, the, you do. Yeah. Very yeah. importantly is new people coming in all the time. Uh, with MGS2, we found that like new runners would find something and they wouldn't even realize it's a time save. They would just do something slightly differently. And we're talking about like minor time saves, but every single person who came in. Every with the, second counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single person who came in was just finding something a little bit new and a little bit fresher. But you also have people who are obsessed with looking into games, but they don't actually mm-hmm. do the run. So in Metal Gear Solid 3, we have this guy called Appel who found a lot of the glitches in Tomb Raider that you'll see. He found many, many of those crazy glitches that you'll see in Tomb Raider runs. Um, But he also found a lot of stuff for Metal Gear Solid 3 as well. And he doesn't really do full runs of the game. He just is very interested in what's going on under the hood in these games. I love that, like glitch hunters and stuff. That's that's so awesome. It really is. What you're saying about summoning salt as well. Uh, Carl Joffs is another one um, who does those kind of videos about speedrunning. Yeah, I watch those too. Yeah, he's uh, doing a, a Metal Gear Solid One video um, early next month. Ooh, I'll look out for that. Yeah, it's gonna be I love dope. those videos. I love like the history of like how stuff went down and stuff like that. Oh, All right, you awesome. guys want to wrap up? I guess so. I'm having a lot of fun, but yeah, we need to. I am to. too. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk forever. I, I, in the past, I've been worried about like you know going on podcasts and things like that. But from listening to this podcast, like I, I knew it was just going to be a good time. But thank you so much for having me. I really <laughs> do appreciate it. We're so oh, happy course. you came on, and thanks so much for talking with us. Like, yes, any with us. any time you want to do this again, man. We're we're game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll just let you in. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now for the episode, he's back, baby. Episode six. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? It's me. I'm back. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I'd love to, but I'm a fan of the show, and I'll I'll always be listening yeah. in. So. Thank you awesome. so much. That means a lot. Uh, you can follow us on at Shadow Moses Cafe at Twitter. And we also have our Patreon up at the same name, Shadow Moses Cafe, if you want to go over and support us there. We would be greatly appreciative. And we want to thank you so much for dropping by and listening to us talk about Olka Grulikovic and all the other going-ons. So thank you so much for listening to us today. And thank you again, Apache Smash Patrick, for coming and chatting with us today. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Love you. Bye.